0: Yo, brother, it's time for us to start talking the real man. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm -hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Me and my dons ain't mobsters,
1: but you know when you see imposters, We know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you want to talk, let's talk, but round here, make sure you walk and your talk is constant.
2: Welcome back to podcast number seven. This, this is a Patreon only special. This is where your £3 a month goes to. I think this, I've been robbed
3: of my intro music.
2: But it's getting shorter and shorter. Oh, fucking gutted. So, right. as you can see, we're in a different environment. We have a Supra behind us, which is not ours. No. Nope. So we can't scratch it. Even though this table is sort of like resting on its bumper thing. Mm, awfully
3: close. So, who, who are we here to see today? We are today... Here at Cannon Run HQ with Mr. J Cannon himself. Well, we should have. Um... It's like EastEnders, isn't it? Yeah, or <laughs> better.
2: We should have our own. This is a special podcast. Yeah,
3: yeah it is. So why? Why well, like a special you... needs podcast? Or well,
2: well, it's supposed to be us being like disrespectful
3: to you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it is. But where's the the thing that I asked for? You know, the covers on the. Um... Oh no, no. You've still not done that? It's not working, that. Fucking hell. One so job. So go on then. You can introduce this one. I can introduce this one. What's so, happening? So, as promised to our Patreon uh, family, we have got Jay Cannon from The Cannon Run on our podcast this week. Hold on. There you go. Ah, so you remembered which one that is. Yes. Well done. I like that. That's mega, that button. Good, that, isn't it? For
2: VIPs, I remember it.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, so, Mr. Jay Cannon is here to tell us all about The Cannon Run. Probably a good place to start is... Um, you who are you? I'm Jake what? Cannon from the Cannon one. And right, what I've got to know first and foremost is Cannon mm. is that your actual that's not a blag that that's your That's actual, my birth name, wasn't, gen- wasn't, generational. Wasn't changed by Paul or anything like that. It is Jay Cannon.
1: I'm I'm technically James Cannon the Third.
3: Really? Yeah. So your dad, I'm assuming, is called James,
1: James Cannon? My granddad James. Really? Yeah.
3: James Cannon III. the third. The third. You, have you got a Lord title? I like have, got a fucking Lord title? Lord James Cannon III.
1: And I make police call it me when they stop me as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you get called that a lot then?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, yeah. yeah. It's when you get an RC one and they're like, uh, what's your name? It's Lord James Cannon. <laughs> uh, I'm not, no, that's my name. You have to use it. Like, <laughs>
3: that's the crack. That's how I want to be um, spoken to. So you do the Cannon run, which
2: people might think it's, um, it sounds like the Cannonball run, the movies. So did you... Did you have that in mind when you when well, you named it?
1: When I was young I loved the Cannonball Run because obviously I loved cars when I was growing up and the cannon being in the title of the film was just made it all that more special to you when you was a kid because it was your name so yeah the Cannonball Run was a big inspiration um, obviously great film, supercars, going fast, nice girls, great scenery, amazing roads um, so we made that into a holiday really for petrol heads that was the idea.
2: So you've so you've based it on the Cannonball Run really.
1: The movie yeah yeah wow. it, uh, to a certain extent yeah obviously it's um, we don't have the uh, the same sort of roads as America and the same sort of level of vehicles I don't think over here but it's as close to what we can provide to what you saw in the film as you know as possible, really, without the police chases, without the breaking the law. Without, I was the, about to
3: say, yeah, that <coughs> it, it is all minus the police chases. Of course, course we just obviously we go on on different
1: events. We go on different routes. So sometimes we'll take with the autobahn in Germany, where there's yeah. no speed limit, and of course you're allowed to drive to what you feel you're capable to do. Then, but if you're on a UK or European road where the speed limit's in place, you are a grown man. You have your own driving license, your own vehicle, and your own insurance, and therefore you are responsible for your own actions. We. Don't listen, Obviously, we know everyone puts their foot down a little bit. Of course, we all do. But there, there is a line that we don't allow to be crossed in the cannon room. And if we, if you're spotted, you know, on the hard shoulder being daft, or overtaken on a blind bend, or over the, you know, crest of a hill that you can't see over it's a simple conversation you've got, you got to go home that's it
3: well we've, we've been on because we're in these uh, whatsapp groups you put everyone in a whatsapp group don't you so everyone knows like routes and where you're going and, and all that kind of stuff and you put all the links into google maps so everyone knows all the routes and stuff and I've seen in the morning usually well it's usually of an evening and in the morning you're reminding people don't drive like a dickhead um, stay safe enjoy yourself off you go, we'll see you in a, in a few hours when we get to our next destination. So, yeah.
1: so as you know, obviously, you've been on the trip, we do a driver's briefing every morning. Um, <clears throat> there's a few other companies out there that on the forefront of their business may seem to appear to do what we do. Um, but we go the extra mile and we really do go the extra mile because of my past experiences as well. So as an example, we have a recovery vehicle on the run, which is a 2020 Mercedes Sprinter with a specialist built body to cater for low vehicles, supercars, hypercars. So that leaves last every day on the route that is given to you guys. So theoretically, if you break down, you get a problem. That truck is always an hour behind you, whether it's a flat tyre. It's an hour behind you, isn't it? Or or nine times out of ten, me, yeah, because I'm stupid and I build ridiculous cars. that Usually Lambos. You don't have a great relationship with Lamborghinis, do you? I really have a great relationship with Ferraris, even. I mean, look at the (laughs) the black one in there. Um, I think the old Jap stuff is where the future lies for me on Canon Run. I'm definitely taking this on Mega Run, I think, this year. Really? I think so, yeah. Um, Okay, so you definitely will need the uh, low loader No, it's a Toyota, it'll go forever You reckon? Yeah, the windows might not work, the seats (laughs) might stop working The air conditioning might not work, but the engine won't give up Oh no, the engine will be sound Um, So yeah, so we have the recovery vehicle Like I said, no matter how big or small the issue, it's there to help you We have two safety vehicles which are equipped with first aid kits, tow ropes, flashing lights Just in case you break down, just in case you're changing a tyre on the side of the road yourself It's always nice to have a truck stop, beacons on, flashing lights, cones out To give you protection from the traffic and stuff Um, and then as you know we have a luxury coach which takes you to and from the evening events so there's no taxis Um, and also at the end of the trip if people are flying home and they're leaving their car for us to take care of for transportation back then the bus is also used then to take you to the airport with your luggage free of charge and then we have a Luton van a VW Crafter um, with a full electric tailgate and everything on the back tail lift on the back for your luggage so that goes direct on the fastest route from hotel to hotel every day um, so that theoretically, when you arrive, unless the crafter has managed to get into a traffic jam somewhere, which obviously, as we know, stuff happens from time to time, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's there before you arrive at the hotel with your luggage and reception. So that's another nice point to, the, to add to the okay. trip.
2: Can I just rewind five minutes? You know that briefing you say at the beginning? Yes. Don't drive like, like a tosser. Yes. But you're saying that. Yes. <laughs> and you're the worst one. I am. <laughs> we, we've seen your driving. Where? In Spain.
3: Yeah, but where?
2: I don't know the road.
3: No, he's already pissed off by the time we've... we've just, just out
2: around. of
1: curiosity, going back to the, the the Spanish roads and your opinion of my driving, you know when we got to the bottom of the Pyrenees Mountains? Yeah. Yeah. Who blagged the copper to get a group through without getting a fine?
2: Um,
1: that was that was you? Who there. was part of that group? We got a fine, though. Well, for regardless of the fine, my point is, we all, we all reached... We didn't get We the didn't get fine. Bottom, fine. So, we, so I blagged you through, yeah, but yeah. the point of that whole story is, we all reached the bottom of the Pyrenees Mountains at the same time, didn't we? We, we did. did, yeah. So why was that then? Because as if I were driving like a dick, then you must have been driving like a dick.
2: Is that... you saying you're full of shit then? No, <laughs> so I'm saying... Back. I'm <laughs> saying the coppers.
1: <laughs> it wasn't really a blag, to be fair. I'll tell you what happened. So basically, our group got stopped about 20 minutes prior to the main roadblock. Yeah. And the, we had half an hour there with the coppers they checked all the insurance all the registrations everything was perfect so they said to us what we'll do is we'll radio ahead and tell the roadblock to let you guys through because we've stopped and spoke to you you guys weren't part of that so technically you guys because we couldn't keep up well No, because you was actually already ahead of me, if you remember. You were already at the roadblock waiting when I arrived.
2: I'm sure we was at the back. You know, I was was stood
1: by the police and I saw an Audi RS4 come flying past, (laughs) which caused me actually more of a headache. I was like, look, I'm here with you. That's not me. We Um, smoke
2: coming out the back.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, little puffs of blue, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so, back to the blagging. You just asked me if I blagged the police. Mm -hmm. I did. I did blag the police. But why did I blag the police? For you? you you? To look after
2: us. Yeah, Yeah. to look after you. I appreciate that more than anyone else. You know,
1: everyone else got fined, but... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't So who is was mega How many ended up Getting fined on that Can you remember About like 40 all I,
2: all I remember is We got the WhatsApp group And it said There's someone in a black Was it a McLaren Yeah And I was like There's quite a few here
3: Yeah there is So they're
2: all going to get done yeah. There's like loads of McLarens on it
1: So we Do you know what happened We were stood We, we got obviously As I said We got stopped by the police About 20 minutes prior to the main roadblock and we were stood there genuinely with the police and I'm pleading poverty, like, you know, we all stick to in the your, speed limit. In your Lamborghini? In my Lambo, but they didn't yeah. get me for speeding, they just pulled us in because of the number plate checks and stuff. Right. We was actually driving sensible when they, when they got hold of us, yeah. luckily. Um, so, um, so I'm stood there pleading poverty, you know, we all stick to the speed limits, we just like our supercars, you know, we're just here for the scene.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she looks at me, she's like... Like, look that's not me I'm stood here with you how can yeah. that be me that's not part of my group maybe get your police to go and pull them over at Black McLaren and then straight away I'm on the WhatsApp like lads whoever's driving that Black McLaren's just come past the day by you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> like, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it they put us in it they did well right. we
2: got stopped by the police coming out of one of the tolls and the guy stopped to. he was like what's this cannon run <laughs> and we were like Do you know what? I don't really know. (laughs) Not (laughs) Not sure. Is it a race? Who who knows? It's not a race, obviously. It's like just point to point. Yeah, it's a driving holiday. Yeah, yeah. driving holiday. But, you know, people are driving spiritedly. Of course. Which is fine because there's no point in having a 1,000 horsepower Lamborghini Everybody that's on that trip is a
1: petrol head. They're not there for... to go specifically to Spain or specifically to Andorra or specifically to Portugal. They're there because they're with a group of enthusiasts. You're all driving similar cars. And of course, motor enthusiasts like to go fast. So... Hence where I said earlier on We don't tolerate it on A dangerous Sort of situation yeah. However If you're on the motorway The motorway's clear And you want to put your foot down It's down to you If you get a speeding ticket It's down to you If you get a driving ban As long as you're being sensible And I can see you're not doing it In a ridiculous manner
3: Undertaking yeah, and, and you're yeah. weaving in and out of yeah. traffic
1: Then I've got no issue with it It's fine Put your foot down If you want to put your foot down But please just Be careful And remember not only is it your license on the line, you're representing our company because you have stickers on the car. Yeah. So as you, you know, it's, we have to protect our corporate sponsors that are involved with our business. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I'm sure Bill Stein Suspension wouldn't appreciate a letter coming through saying we have saw a car covered in Bill Stein Suspension that's just overtaken seven million cars on the hard shoulder and then did a 360 up the exit so and that's just you, isn't it? It was. It wasn't me. It was. Uh, it was Fifty Cent. It was. It was an six. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll,
3: we'll blame Mike. Is not yeah, yeah. so Who else can we blame as well? actually? Andrew else.
1: Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and see him if you got a problem. He'll kick your head off your shoulders or oh, yeah. ban you from Romania. He's, so. got, he's got the money to pay for the finance. Yeah, he's, he's not, he not no, take sure. the car if you want. I'll get my Chiron shipped out. <laughs> oh, and that's another point, actually, as well. That I wanted to stress to, to the audience is it's not all supercars as you yeah. guys know oh yeah you came in an rs4 you yeah. had a great oh, well time done.
3: is he mm. it is a supercar. what
2: are you saying our car's a super car. car?
1: no i'm not saying your car's shit i'm saying your car's an iconic that's
2: what i thought heroic you said. poster yeah. vehicle from, from the late like 2000s that. i mean we got that wrapped just for the canon yeah because we had to like stand out a little bit it wasn't mm-hmm. for
1: that it was you got it wrapped for the canon because you didn't want people to see the shoddy paintwork underneath <laughs> yeah well that's what i got now. told
3: it's definitely worse now it <laughs> now no, it's before. been wrapped yeah
1: um so, yeah, so it's genuinely not all about the supercars either. Like, we have lads come that, yeah, they're millionaires, yeah, they're driving McLarens or Lamborghinis or whatever. As you know, most of the guys there are very laid back. They're all working-class people who have just become successful. But we also have the other coin as well, the other side of the coin, which is lads that save up all year to do the trip mm-hmm. and lads that will call us up and put a deposit and pay it off monthly until they're ready to go. That, so, it? It's not you. You yeah. go on like it is you. He owns half of fucking Cheshire. Correct. You own about 17 stupid
3: cars. No, well, no, that's it. no, that's all Lee. That.
2: You're saying I own half of Cheshire. I've been out your back garden. <laughs> 400 acres. You,
3: know, you, you were just driving around me like I
2: actually owned
1: it. I, you, if the farmer had come over with his shop <laughs> yeah. and to fuck off, I'd like a right dickhead. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm only joking. That's um, when you're
2: smashing it in a Range Rover.
1: But like I said to you earlier, th- uh, uh, you know, an acre in Cheshire where you live is probably worth 200 grand. An acre here is about eight grand. Do you know what?
2: Without getting off the point of like the Cannon Run, I would love that out the back here. It's we've great just crack, loads yeah. of stuff. You've got the water. You did the jet skis, the Land Rover, and everything like that. Which you do some pretty mad shit here, really. You could do if you wanted to.
1: We do, yeah, and but we have to keep it semi-sort of pro. Like I said to you, really, we've got neighbours and a village yeah. and stuff local to us, and we're very lucky to have our own sort of track here at the HQ. So yeah, we have definitely. to look after it. Mm. We're well, um, talking
2: about mad stuff. What's the what's the maddest? How long has the cannon run been going? This is
1: our seventh year.
2: So in seven years, what is the, not worst, just the craziest thing you would have thought, wow, this is just off the scale, crazy.
1: Like something that's happened on the event, you mean? Yeah. Um, There's so many stories. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I suppose we we were on the 2018 um, mega run and one of the lads on the trip says um, just as you do oh, I've got a motocross track in, in the local village here well, bear in mind we're in the middle of Spain like, alright sweet uh, you can, we can all go there if you want I was like okay no worries so we get there he's already rang ahead he's already got two world famous super, uh, uh, motocross riders there waiting so he's like uh, you put your McLaren on the jump was like, he Welsh? Alright, I think he was a bit Spanish-Welsh <laughs> So I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries, sound So I backed my McLaren up on this And I'm talking, this jump was like 15 foot sort of jump So the McLaren, I've backed it up real quick And then I've sort of beached it on top of the jump And then we've got the doors up And I've got motocross riders flipping through the middle of the doors on the McLaren And I've, I actually, said, they said to me i oh, sit on the bonnet and get the girls there And have a picture as we 360 over So I was like, yeah, yeah, sound so I'm sitting there with my hand up like this, with my fingers up, three, you know, happy for me photo and stuff. And yeah. he comes over 360, and he completely misjudges it, and the back wheel nearly took my hand off. I've still got a scar under my tattoo there where the back wheel and the sprocket on the bike clipped my hand as he went over. But it was great crack. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was um, mint that. It was mint, yeah. <laughs> it was mint. Um, have we got
3: video evidence of this sort of stuff? Yeah, it's on
1: my Instagram and on YouTube. And on stuff. your Instagram. Yeah. So
3: you have got a YouTube
1: channel? It's at the Canon Run.
3: At the Canon Run there's on YouTube. On, on YouTube, on yeah. Right.
1: Um, at, all of our socials are the, the Canon Run. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, we did a, there's a twen- there's 20 episodes of vlogs that we did um, in the past. Uh, we don't really do vlogs. It's, we're not YouTubers. It's not really... Yeah. Our, we don't have time to do it because obviously yeah. our day-to-day stuff is always cars anyway. Um, and there's a few... Mad videos on there of other stuff that we've done. Um, one of my f- most fondest memories of Cannon Run is driving into Monaco on the 2019 Mega Run with, uh, in the Aventador with no front windscreen, and the police stopping me and asking me why I, I thought it was okay to drive around with no windscreen in the car, um, and I had to explain to them what had happened, which is a completely another story, and I'm not going to get into it right now because I don't want to even start on that story.
3: Whoa, no, I, no, no, you've got to now, <sighs> because as well... Um, I think I might have heard half of this story or some of this story. So,
1: you know, you realise you guys are getting gold. A yeah, lot of people yeah, yeah, have not yeah. heard any facts. It's all like in their head, like, oh, that must have happened. That must have happened. This must have
3: happened. No. So, I, so hang on a minute. Right. If I've got this right, I don't know how or why, but I don't know how or why it got to this point. But you booted the windscreen out of your Aventador, didn't you? Yes. Right. So, right now, now we need to know why. We'll not want to leave it there. No. no right. Absolutely not. Come on.
1: <laughs> so. um... We don't condone violence on Canon Run at all, but sometimes opportunities present themselves where you're kind of backed into a bit of a corner. So we were driving through Route Napoleon on the 2019 Mega Run, Um, and Route Napoleon's a very famous driving road in France, uh, and it's always full of supercars and bikes in the summer, etc. So we were coming through. I was the lead car on the Aventador. We'd just come out of a village, and I was genuinely doing about 45 mile an hour. And there's a bloke walking down the road with a great big bin bag full of dirt, rubble, pebbles, glass, you name it. Like it, He really went to town. So as I drove past, he swung the bin bag at my windscreen. And I'm not joking, the windscreen blew out completely. like Glass everywhere. I was showered in the car. The girl that was with me in the car, she was showered in glass. Um, So I've obviously naturally I've stopped, got out of the car. And... Dealt with it in a diplomatic way,
3: um, and uh, what would you what would you classes have dealt with dealing with something in a diplomatic way? Well, I, I went over to him, and
2: did you have a baseball bat with you? <laughs> no, I didn't
3: actually, but they had a gun,
1: <laughs> which I'll tell you about in a minute. So. Um, so yes, yeah, so I started fighting with the bloke on the floor, having a,
3: Sounds a dead diplomatic on, that. It
1: was it I tried to be diplomatic for about four seconds <laughs> and he couldn't speak English, so I whacked him in the mouth. Right, okay. Um and I, I, I'm not a violent person. Those of you that know me know I'm dead sound, down to earth. I don't go out partying, I'm not that guy. But if you want to put a bin bag full of rubbish through my ventador windscreen, expect to get a smack in the chops, like to be yeah. fair,
2: I think he got away.
0: Well, I've really. not really finished the story yet. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, Maybe you didn't then. <laughs> no, so,
1: yeah. I'm fighting with him on the floor and then a friend who actually can't name on this for legal yeah, reasons fair play. Um, came round the corner and his Gucci slider slipped off his foot as he was running round so most he, cannon
3: run thing I've ever heard literally that. <laughs> is he like, so he's picked
1: up his Gucci slider and right. I'm on the floor fighting with this guy and the next thing I just see this Gucci slider come past me and slap the boat across the face <laughs> so my friend has got this guy by the hair while I'm fighting with him and he's now slapping him with the Gucci slider he's li- literally got Gucci printed down here on the side of his face <laughs> So, um, before you know it, this other bloke, he's, these are fairly big blokes as well, I mean, they were like six foot, like, you know, fairly... About my little, sort but, of size, yeah. Yeah, about your sort yeah, of size, yeah, your yeah. sort of build, a bit yeah. of a belly and that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> relax, I'm
3: I just relax, I'm, a, I'm around other people, I just relax, that's all that is. Same yeah. as me, mate, honestly. <laughs> if you could see under these clothes,
1: mate. Jesus. So, um, so yeah, so, um, so that's then kicking off, and then another fella comes out of the house and he's now got a gun, like... I don't really know guns that well, especially shotguns are not my area. And it looked like a long barreled rifle or shotgun. Right. Obviously we're like, fucking guy's got a gun there, this is like getting a bit serious here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um another guy, I'm not gonna mention any names in this. A few people that come on can run that are there, you know, part of the family. They'll know who it was. Yeah, they'll know who they are who I'm talking about. So yeah. he's gone over to him and done this mad SAS move where he's completely dearmed the bloke in about a second and he's now holding the gun at the bloke, <laughs> and he's now pulled the trigger, and my heart sank. I was thinking, oh my God, this is now a murder case. Like, literally, luckily the bung was empty. It weren't loaded. Right. My man, who did his little SAS thing, must know guns very well, because he would have known that there was nothing in there. Right. Um, so uh, at this point, the the guy who was hitting the guy on the floor with the Gucci slider has now come running back around the corner and blasted him. From, Just took him clean out because obviously he's come out with the gun, so that's it. Mm. So that was basically it. That was what happened. Chucked the gun back in his front door because his front door was open and just basically told him to fuck off. At the end of the day, we genuinely don't condone violence. I've got no criminal record. I've never been arrested in my whole life. I've never seen a police cell in England ever. I have seen them abroad, um, especially on this particular occasion, but genuinely, we're not them sort of people. We're all laid back guys. We all like to have a good time, but they, you know, we were started on by a group of individuals that we found out later to be motoring activists in the court case. Right. Um, they've led protests against cars coming through there, all sorts of different stuff. So they were waiting for me to come. Right. Um, it went to a local court, um, and the judge was from that town. The judge ruled in his favour straight away. My barrister rang me from France and said, the only way we're going to win this is if we take it to Crown Court. I said, all right, sign, No worries. Send you the cheque. Let's go to Crown Court. Went to Crown Court. We won the case. Right. Um, completely overruled everything that was said. The police tried to remove the gun from the evidence log um, and yeah, we won the case and we're now going back after them for damages to the Lamborghini because obviously the windscreen was five grand, the dash got damaged in the car, there was loads of shards of glass stuck in the dash. Um, Excuse me. Um, But yeah, that was it and then we drove off down the road, about ten minutes later we found ourselves in a roadblock. And I got arrested and I got taken to the police station for nine hours And very luckily, um, I had a very reasonable police officer who read all statements and came back and was like, basically, look, we don't believe you've drove into a bin bag here, because that's what you tried to say. No, no, they drove into my bins. Like, yeah, of course we did, mate. Um, So he said, well, well, we don't believe that for a minute, especially with the damage that's on your vehicle. So we're going to let you go. No charges currently. But there is going to be an open case because obviously there's been a bit of a punch up involved and whatever else. So we're uh, so anyway. I got on the motorway. I'm now nine hours behind the group. As the organizer, great. They're all just got to Monaco without me. Yeah. Tom's there uh, pulling his hair out. Can't deal with everything that's going on. So I'm now on the motorway doing 100 with a smashed windscreen.
3: He's not got much hair to pull out, actually, has he?
1: What happened when he started working for <laughs> I can't wait till he's bored so he stops moaning. Um, so yeah, so we got on the motorway now doing 90 mile an hour in Aventador with a smashed windscreen and literally the windscreen's going. It's just bowing under pressure now. Yeah. And there's glass shards flying everywhere. So I've had to pull over on the hard shoulder. I was gonna load the car on the back of the recovery truck. The recovery truck we had at the time, it wasn't we wasn't as, you know, comfortable as we was then. So it only had two seats in and there was two of us in the car and one of us driving the truck. So that means there were three of us, so I had no option to literally kick the windscreen out of the car on the side of the road. and if you go onto YouTube and onto the cannon run and you watched Mist's vlog of Mega Run 2019. Yeah, everything about that situation is in Mist's vlog. There's about a quarter of a million views on it now. If you have a look. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So anyway, the windscreen out, hoovered all the glass out, got back on the road, put my skiing goggles on, flat out to Monaco, 150 mile an hour, wind blowing through me. Air get to Monaco and the border at the top of the Monaco hills, is the police that stop me and they're like, uh, "Why you got no windscreen?" Like, well, believe it or not, mate, this is what's just happened about nine hours ago. Blah blah blah. So they actually rang the police station in wherever it was that we were in that town at the time, confirmed what I'd told them, and then they let me into Monaco. Um, and then I joined the cannon run, had a party, and the next day carried on driving the event at all with no windscreen, and I did for three days after. <laughs> and me and Dara was in there, skiing, masks on, wind blowing through our head. Full-on Jeremy Clarkson, Ariel Atom, like...
3: Well, I'm, I'm just imagining a scene out of, like, Ace Ventura, you know, when he's got his head hanging mm-hmm. out, the, out, the out, the, out the window. Yeah. Out of interest, how much is a windscreen for an event though? Five and a half grand. For a windscreen? For some glass? Yeah. Oh, my... I couldn't God. believe it. I was thinking, worst case, scenario
1: it's going to be 1,500 quid. Yeah. Worst case, that. Nah. Lamborghini part, only five and a half grand plus the VAT. Wow. And we tried to get one in Monaco, and they could get one, but it was the day after. And then the next place could get one, but it was a two day wait. So every time we were moving cities on the trip and it was progressing, every dealership were on a two day lead time, so we couldn't get a windscreen. So I literally drove maybe a thousand miles, 1,200 miles through. We did the whole, me and Darren did the whole Gross Glockner Pass in Austria with no windscreen in the Aventador.
3: I'm assuming whilst you're moving along quite swiftly you didn't need any air conditioning, it was actually quite nice in the It wasn't that nice,
1: believe it or not. It was thirty five degrees, thirty six degrees roasting and someone said to me, I'll oh, be careful you don't get windburn. I was like, Windburn, shut up you fucking div. Carried on. Four hours later my face is getting hot and I'm thinking, Fucking my face is tight, man. Windburn's a real thing, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the uh, that was one of the most crazy situation stories that I can think of. Um and it was it was it was just a memory that will last forever. And there was so much coverage around it and yeah, press, and you know it was
3: it was great. We made that Monaco headlines. But really, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm not surprised. I mean, even for Monaco standards, turning up in a Ventador with no windscreen, that's like yeah, that's not, you know, that's not something you see every day. Well, I it? think yeah.
1: they looked at me and went, "This guy is a fucking broke ass cheapskate who's <laughs> just tried to build himself on a person. <laughs> what are them fucking cars with no windscreen? What they called the. Uh, you no, know, Ferrari have just made one. With no oh, the Monza. Swing. Yeah, the Monza. I think yeah, they, were, yeah. they just thought I was a broke person trying to recreate that. a <laughs> really old event to do <laughs> So It's not that old, it's a 15, or 16 actually, by the way, it's not that old.
3: So obviously this isn't something, this is not a regular occurrence on the Canon, No, it's it?
1: the first time anything ever happened like that, and genuinely, like, we, we always work with the local authorities, the councils, when we have to shut places down and stuff, and we always let the police know of our sort of whereabouts and what we're doing, because when, people, when I explain this to people, they go, well, why did you tell the police? Well, put yourself in a police officer's shoes. Let's say you're, you're sat in the, in the call station, and you get a phone call saying 25 supercars have just rolled in. Oh, and there's another 30 just rolled in. Oh, wait, there's another 40 just rolled in. They're all revving and doing this. at like the other. You're going to be going, what the fuck is this? Where, what's going on here? Right, send the unit out. Let's go and see what's going on. Whereas if you ring the police and tell them what you're up to, and they get five phone calls in, we've just seen 25 supercars, another 30 rolled in. Oh, it's the cannon run. We know who they are. They're an organised group unless they get multiple complaints, they don't normally come out to you because they yeah. know you're an organised group and you're a professionally run outfit. Whereas if you don't tell them, it creates questions in their head that they want answers to. So that's why we work alongside the authorities. Well,
3: that's fair enough. I mean, I can vouch for that. Uh, when we went, when we, well, you weren't there, actually, you was double busy, but I went on the Island Cannon Run. And um, the Irish police... Amazing. Oh my God. Like, well, um, we, was in the, uh, we was in the middle of Dublin, was coming out of Dublin in the RS6 and they, um, they came up the left hand side I think it was in the bus lane and they came up we put the window down and they were like well f- fucking rev it then no, no. and I was no, no. like oh it's got a soft <laughs> limiter on it mate it's shite and he went well I'd fucking smash in a race anyway and he drove off is, and this is the place. yeah this is the police, yeah, is, this there's, there's, only, the police yeah. there's
1: only two places that I've ever witnessed in my whole life which is like that you've got Italy because it's Ferrari Lamborghini supercars it's their heritage they love it Yeah. and Ireland like to the point where both the last two years gone I've had the mayor in the car with me we're going quick He's encouraging the speed. He's loving it. He sat there with his big gold chain on and we've got police escorts. So, like, I can remember the first time we met the mayor and we had the police involved. The policeman, the, the, the sergeant's come over and he's like, they're called the Garda in Ireland. Yeah. He's come over and he said, oh, so basically when you see a red light, just go, don't stop. I said, mate, you're going to have to wait there one sec. Everybody come here quick, Darren, film this now. So we've got a whole group and went, come on, say that again. Now I'm cameraing He said, right, guys, when you see a red light, don't stop. So we've got now 10 Garda police bikes with us. With a hundred supercar convoy, and we're just smashing through towns, and we're going through red lights because the guards have got police bikes at every crossing station for us, blue lights flashing, and everyone's just on hold for cannon run to come through. It's ridiculous. It was, it was good. It's brilliant. Ireland is. If um, if you want to do it, if you want to sample cannon run, and you don't quite want to pay seven thousand to do mega run, go on Ireland and have a taster because it's just phenomenal. The, the public are amazing. The guards are brilliant, and the roads, as you know.
3: Phenomenal. I can I can vouch for all that because I've done both the mega run to Marbella and I've done the island cannon run, and I absolutely love the island cannon run. Loved well, it.
2: Let's talk about prices. So you're saying seven thousand for the cannon run? So it's the, a-
3: yeah, the cannon run European trip, our flagship event, which is the mega
1: run, is six double nine five for two people. So that works out at three and a half grand a person thereabouts. Yeah. Um, it's based on two sharing every night. Um, there's a five star hotel. As you know, we stayed in some spectacular venues last year. I mean, and- Andorra Park as one of them is a five-star hotel that the king and queen of spain use when they visit Andorra. it's phenomenal so all the hotels are absolutely amazing the routes that we pre-plan obviously people would go you know some people may sit there and go oh well that hotels i could stay in all them hotels for five and a half grand myself yeah you could but you haven't got the research and development into the roads and the routes that we plan because when we go and do the research trip in six weeks time that's going to cost me 10 grand to go and do a research trip fuel camera cruise two vehicles, accommodation for everybody, et cetera. That's all R&D for you guys. That You get the best out of your trip. Yeah. And then there's 10 staff on hand all the time. So if you have a problem, we're there for you. And then, like I said before, the luxury coach take you to and from the events, the recovery vehicle. If you, go, you can go and drive them roads. And you, know, you won't find the roads that we find on your first trip. You'd have to go and do it 10 times to get the knowledge to find the best roads. But well, if you break that in, you're out there on your own. You want to go to a party at night, you're going one person on your own to a club and you're getting treated like everybody else. Whereas when you're with the cannon running there's 200 of you. You're in a club that's secured for you and you're all treated like royalty for the evening. Um, so, you know, there's a lot more into it than, you know, just going on a road and staying in a hotel. It's a proper, organised, rolling event where everything's locked off. The police know what you're doing. They're there to help you. The routes are great. The hotels are spectacular. The dinners are pre-organised. You know, you've, you've experienced it. So, you know, mm. it's, it's not... If you used to jump in the car, if me, and, me and you used to jump in the car tomorrow and say, come on, we're going to go and drive to Spain. It's not the same, is it? Oh, no. he'd,
2: he'd, he'd be well on that If you, if you said that to him yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, Listen, no, I'd love like, to do it I'll be in the car tomorrow And go
1: <laughs> with love, you love it trip wouldn't to be to, to me and you in the car Would have nowhere near as much fun As we no. would do With a 100 car convoy All the crack The banter The camera crews The guys that you meet Even, even you know, The memories that you create Are priceless Some of my most cherished memories In life Are from Canon Run Some yeah. of my most cherished friends I've met through the Canon Run Some of the biggest business deals I've ever done Are through the Canon Run it's, it's just a different experience
2: yeah, because there is the business side. It's great for if, if you are a business person. If
1: you're if you're involved in business, it's worth it. It's worth coming along. Yeah. You meet people from all different sectors of companies throughout the United Kingdom. Whether they're into furniture manufacturing, whether they're into the motor industry, whether they're into you know developing residential or commercial property, whatever. There is people because it's a a fairly expensive event. It, it, there's a lot of successful individuals on there, like Andrew Tate, for example. He's probably a very well known person that comes along on the trip. He has just ordered his first uh, Bugatti Chiron Pure Sport. And when when I first met him five years ago, he only had an Aston Martin Vanquish. Now he's got 15 supercars and a Bugatti. It's like people grow with the trip as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like we see people grow. Simon from Scotland, another great customer of mine, he owns Ecos Powder Coat, and he came on Mega Run, saved up. With all due respect to Simon, and he'll tell you when he first came on Mega Run, he was a div. Just no job, didn't give a fuck about anything, wasn't interested. Came on Mega Run, saved up all his money, came in his Evo. His head fell off inspiration everywhere yeah. supercars everywhere he's now got three supercars and a huge company in scotland five yeah. years later because that gave him the drive the ambition the want to do it
3: that's the thing you get we was talking about this the other day you get two different types of people i think in britain you get the people who don't like seeing people doing particularly well and then you get the people who see it as inspiration i think obviously some people um have um I don't know how they, some people can take it a bit too far when they're doing well they can rub it in other yeah, people's they can rub faces it in your face, yeah. and rightly so then they'll be the ones that, that you know get the, the most hate but you will also have people who are quietly successful they go and enjoy it because mm. you, you, you know you're not
2: I mean to me if you see someone in a Bugatti straight away I'd want to know what, what they that did. person yeah. does yeah. or yeah. did or whatever and get a little bit I'd sit there and listen to that person because clearly That's they're successful. successful Yeah, and if you can take something off that Oh mate, listen, when I started
1: Cannon Run, I genuinely, like, I had a Mercedes E350 diesel, which was on finance, and my first trip, I don't even know how I did it, but my first trip had supercars on, there was only like 20 cars on the first trip or something, but there was supercars there. Where did you go on that? Uh, It was a UK trip that I did first. First of all, I advertised a European event, and I didn't get any bookings. And I was like, all right, fucking hell, I'm going to have to do something now to try and drive traffic and business to it. that's a-
3: because no one knew. No one knew us Canada today. It, was, time, it wasn't yeah. a brand, it wasn't yeah. anything.
1: So we did a UK trip, which got about 25 bookings, £199 a car, two people. Hotels were only three star. It was nothing. I don't even know how supercars booked. It wasn't a luxurious event, but they right. booked. Yeah. And there was a few people there um, worth a few quid, like, and... That gave me the inspiration to drive Canon Run further and harder. And then I went out and financed an R8, and then I financed a Lamborghini Gallardo. And I grew and grew and grew to the point now where I've got four or five supercars that are not on finance, and I've got four or five supercars that are on finance. So yep. it pushes everybody, it drives yeah, all yeah, of, of, of us. So it's great. And There's yeah. always someone, without sounding weird, there's always someone richer and more successful than you on the trip. There's always someone that you want to listen to, that you want to their brains and you want to and they and they all want to, to talk to you as well like they're not, yeah. not 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 one person i've met on the event is stuck up their own ass they're all working class lads who have become successful yeah. and like if if younger people want a bit of knowledge from them they will take the time to, to stand there and talk to them which is great
2: definitely so what you're trying to say is anyone thinking about going on the canon run if you're not the the supercar you might have a soup well maybe you've not even got a super don't need a supercar do you no you can come on the canon Run in if you, anything
1: you, if you can afford the ticket regardless of whether that's via a payment plan or regardless you pay on your credit card, however it is that you pay for that trip, there's no discrimination from Cannon Run. If, uh, if you're able to get on that trip, who are we to tell you what car you're bringing? Bring a fire engine for all I care. In fact, bring something which is not a supercar, please. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Something different. Well, like, to be
2: honest, bringing a fire engine, Lamborghinis are typical, you know, fire. They do <laughs> set on fire a few times, don't they? Occasionally.
1: So. Well, <laughs> if, um, <laughs> if you install an army tricks exhaust system, they nearly burst into flames. Ooh. <laughs> oh hey listen evil GT are Fuck in you, no way. sorry evil <laughs> I'm Canon Run this is not evil GT but it was just a little bit of a...
2: well, it why have you invited on? I've no we're idea we're never going to get listen, an army tricks ex- exalt, listen no, these lawsuits we? cost us a fucking fortune so <laughs> we're gonna nothing after me. to I'm James
1: that. Cannon from the Canon Run <laughs> and you can DM me for my address if you want to come and see me because you nearly make my Lamborghini burst into flames
3: so that's I told you I told you <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> no that's fine that's absolutely fine but um, how many people I've never really Asked you this before, but how
2: many people are behind the Cannon Run? We see you all the time, right? Yeah, you are the Cannon Run face
3: of
1: face of. yep so I started the business about seven years ago, and then I sold half the business to my current business partner now about four years ago, who came on the trip as a client first, booked on as a customer. I got on really well with him, um and he had a lot of ideas that I had not that I'd, I'd overlooked basically. And when you when you're first getting into something, you don't you also don't know what revenue streams you're capable of achieving through that brand or that business. And he saw other different things that could come into play. So we did a deal and he came on board 50-50. Um, his name's also James as well. I know most of you know me by J, but my birth name is James. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Tom working in the office, who's the manager. So Tom's on, you know, daily stuff, checking who's on what trips, refining stuff, chasing payments for people, um, you know, just dealing with day-to-day general inquiries and running of the of the office. So, yeah. that,
2: And as far as Tom goes, he's living the dream, right? He does that kind of stuff, comes here, nice environment. In, Tom's in gone from
1: having a job where he used to walk into a Tesco and go, you need cameras here, you need fire exits here, you need this, this, this. A big corporate job. It's a corporate world, Tom was yeah. in. Yeah. Um, but he's up at seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, driving to Scotland, driving to London. You know what I mean? It's the last thing you're going to be doing. You'll get the opportunity to come work for a company where you're basically getting paid to drive supercars around the world and meet new people. Meet celebrities, meet, you know, see things that you've not seen before, experience stuff you've not experienced before, a complete lifestyle change. So, yeah, but there is also it's a double it's a double sided coin we're kind of running. It's in the week there is huge pressures. Like our outgoings are phenomenal. Like we, as you yeah. know, we've got a fleet of vehicles, we've got staff everywhere, we've got premises to run and pay bills on, etc., cetera, et cetera. The outgoings are ferocious. So we do have to have, buckle down and work in the week as well. Which is why I don't do YouTube. Which is why I'm not. An influencer, if you like, I don't mm-hmm. have time for it. I'm running a corporate business, so yeah. in between the fun and the forefront of this sort of stuff like today, it's just your normal graft. So oh. it's not all fun for Tom and me, and you know, or or James, and um, to be fair, James as well is he deals with more admin stuff than pretty much any of us. So. The only fun James really gets is when he's actually on a trip, which is why you'll see James a bit drunk and me off to bed at nine o'clock.
3: Well, yeah, every <laughs> single time. I mean, I've met James. James likes being the, he likes being the guy in the background, doesn't he? He's just like, nah, I'm happy. And he he openly said to me, it was on, uh, we was in Dublin and uh, he said, told me the story. He was a client. So yeah, there's potential in this. I can, you know, I can see how this can expand and be, be bigger and better. Um, and uh, he said, even now, He likes to go on the trip as a client. He likes to go on the trip as a client. He does, yeah, but
1: unfortunately for James, very fortunately for me, this year we all sat down at the beginning of the year and had a meeting about uh, staff behaviour on trips, alcohol consumption on trips by staff. Um, You know, just, it's very easy to get a little bit carried away, even as a even as a, 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 an employee of the business. Well, that's
3: because you're egged on usually, because everybody's everybody's mates. You're in a friendly environment, yeah. So and, it's, and you're
1: egged on. It's like, yeah, Tom, have that. Yeah. And but then Tom, for example, will go and be a complete and a prick where I don't speak to him for two weeks. <laughs> hotwire a golf buggy because he's drunk and take it out on the hotel gardens. Like, I know it's banter and it's great crack, it's and don't shit. get me wrong, it is funny. Yeah. But. As a corporate business, the last thing I want to be waking up to is an email off that hotel saying, "Can you identify this person?" <laughs> oh yeah, wait, that's my manager. Yeah, <laughs> it's not,
2: and don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: in all fairness, do you know what we spend that much money with hotels? They they can't really not have us back because we spend yeah. more. And if anything goes tits up, we always pay for it. That's it, simple. Yeah, but um, but no, genuinely, like this year, James, I've, I've we had a conversation where James needs to to step up a little bit on the trips, um, and you know, and start. I know his camera's showing, I know he, you know, he doesn't like being around. Know, too many people. And he doesn't. He definitely doesn't like standing up and doing any talking or anything like that. But yeah. I'm trying to encourage him to do that, to,
3: to, to step into the light a little yeah, bit, yeah, a little bit come, more. Yeah, yeah. Do right. you know what a I mean. Bit. And
1: like for me, like I want to, I want to start over the next few years stepping back a little bit, right, and enjoying it more. For the first four years, I was on my own. It was hard graft. It was complete stress. I had no staff at all. I was running around doing photos, videos, drivers briefings, route planning, hotel. Everything was on me for the first four years, and it, yeah. and it was murder like it was so,
2: so you started off with just you how just many me. people are in the my
1: sister used to come and help me um, and it was like that was it it was just me and I, they, on my own
2: and how many people is employed in the business now
1: um so we have about six or seven seasonal staff mm-hmm. so as an example dara would be classed as seasonal staff or like a special event day or something we've pre-planned um on the floor on the ground there is one two three four there's five of us every day and for, for every us, single day, yeah,
2: we only see you, really, don't yeah, we? So it, there is yeah. there is more people behind the scenes so doing stuff. So I've got, like,
1: I've, got a dr- I've got a general driver who's who just well, if a car needs delivery and if a supercar's got to go for X Y and Z a video shoot whatever it is. So I have a driver that can drive the recovery trucks, the box vans, etc. Then I said, like I said, I've got Tom in the office. Mm-hmm. Then there's me and James Ryan. So little Ryan's on sick at the moment. Ryan's been with me. Ryan's about twenty four, twenty
3: five. Have I met Ryan before? Very skinny, very pale, and very ginger. No, I haven't. I'm very short. Did he come? Did he come to Ireland with us? Did he come to Ireland, Dara? No, I happen? don't think he came to no,
1: Ireland. No, I've not met him. Um, I've I've got to go right
3: now. Right, so we're interrupting this, Jay Cannon. Um, well, podcast. we're interrupting it. He's just pissed off. I know. To yeah. Pick up a Lamborghini. Yeah. First world problems, eh? I, Although off, I didn't
0: off, go anywhere. I just I just got fatter, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Far more Irish. Popped over for lunch. Well,
2: now, so we were sat here and we thought, well, there's no point in waiting, Dara. He's you. You are the media guy, right?
0: At the moment, yeah. yeah. So As you, you can call me the media guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. You carry the camera around. Um, as we know from our media guy, you've got a really easy job because you don't really do much. You know, that's what media guys do, is I'm it?
0: professionally lazy as well. <laughs> that helps, yeah. you know? Yeah,
3: professionally lazy. That is a, that's a, a hey. title to have, that, see, isn't this
0: it? This is something people don't understand In the film industry. Everyone's, you know, grafting, work harder, get their bodies really thick, get all the cool angles. But they're doing it wrong. If you're doing film really well, then you can do it extremely lazily. So that's that's what I try and achieve. Well, Point we, and need to,
2: we need to learn that, don't we? We do. Because yeah. we just seem to be running around just getting a sweat on and getting nothing done. Oh, you look like you're fucking dead sweaty there, mate, yeah. <laughs> so, Dara, you, you've you got the story, surely. How long have you been with the Canon run?
0: So, I first got involved with the Canon run uh, about three months before the first lockdown. So, it's the start of 2019. Okay, um, All Right. Yeah, so me and Jay started chatting on Instagram, and he was interested in me shooting the Ireland run, because obviously that's, that's my home ground. I could do it well. And he was interested in getting me to shoot the mega run. Um, so, I own a, a small film production company called OneSnap Productions. Um, and we, uh,
3: we follow you on Instagram. So, for those who don't follow OneSnap, go and have a, have a follow of Instagram's OneSnap. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Um,
0: yeah, so originally it was just, you know, pure business, come do the old run, come do Mega Run. Um, and then he texted me about a week later and he was like, you know what, we're heading to Autosport early January. Why don't you come over for a weekend, have a bit of crack, see how you get on. Um, so, I came over and we just we clicked instantly. Uh, we got on really well um ever since i've so just i've been here what every second week i'd say if it's not filming for an event or a research trip uh, it's for one of their clients or even just content for ourselves you know right to, to keep the brand out there
3: and you clearly enjoy it otherwise you won't keep coming back
0: love it it's, it's a dream come true um you know as we discussed earlier off camera ireland doesn't really have a massive supercar culture so when irish people see supercars it's you know your jaw drops your head falls off
3: and is that because they're so expensive like the the this tax-
0: um. Uh, the real problem is Lamborghinis don't run on potatoes, so <laughs> You didn't say potatoes right then potato. That's much better. there we go um, It's not racist if I'm from Ireland by the way That's so exactly true There you go yeah. um, But anyway, yeah, so I mean like It was always a dream for me I'd seen supercar rallies come to Cork where I'm from um, And I always wanted to get involved You know, I was like this is incredible Even if I have to save all my dough And, and pay to go as a client I want to get involved somehow Yeah Yeah um, so yeah, it's a dream come true, man. Now I get paid to go on supercar rallies, you know. I get to drive all the cool cars, get to experience the culture. and
2: Cannot argue with that.
0: Expanding my business.
2: So we actually seen you in, um, we've only done one Canon run, the Marbury one last year. No, I haven't. And, I've done two. All right, stop bragging. And we've seen you at the, uh, the toll booth That's right, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. and you were, so you, people might remember you on that because it was only a brief little cameo. Why was you stood at that toll?
0: Um, you know, you drive a right-hand drive car. Um, which you did, didn't you? That, that yep. B4 or B7 that you had, yep. yeah, that was right on drive. You come to a toll booth and you have to, you know, get out of the car, walk around it, go over, pay for it, wait for the barrier to open, get back in your car, pray the barrier doesn't crash down on top of you. <laughs> it's, it's a pain in the ass, man. Do you know? Yeah. And a lot of lads are going on their own in supercars. They're so wide, they're hard to get out of and stuff. So I just had to jump out and help people tap their cars through, you know? Yeah, well, I, know. Then I mean, I saw you guys coming <laughs> in, I was like, you can do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I actually genuinely thought you were going to pay us through. And you were like, no, give us your credit card. I'm not paying it for you. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, all right, okay. Because there's a lot of toll roads. We must have spent, I think we did it on the video. I don't actually know how much it cost us in the end, but. A lot. Every single one was like between four and eight euros.
3: Yeah, the Spanish love a toll road, don't they? They love it. And there's no reason for them. No, there's not. Unless, Unless you don't have road tax. They might not have road tax. I don't know how that works over in Who Spain. Knows? Do you?
0: That's trash, Actually, I have no idea.
3: Yeah, I want. You know, if they didn't have road tax, then you'd be like, oh yeah, fair enough. I'll yeah, use the road as it. you know. I'll pay for the road as I'm going use it. But, yeah, but
0: I've
2: got an electric car
0: now, so I don't pay it anyway.
3: Road tax?
2: Yeah, I'm sure you don't electric car. You don't pay road tax there.
3: Yeah, of course you do. How much? Well, if it's less than, well, the rules were when I was selling cars. If it's less than forty grand, then you don't. But if it's more than forty grand, an, which an electric cars?
2: Yeah, for real? Yeah, that's one of the reasons I bought it. No,
3: you know. No. All right. You, hold on a minute. They don't keep your cars longer than a year, anyway.
2: No, that is true. Let's get back on to you. So, we asked Jay, like, what is the, what is the craziest thing that's happened? Yeah, what's you the must craziest have a story thing than when than you've that. been on it? Because you, you
0: might have seen different stuff, right? You know what? I, I saw it in Jay's face earlier when he was like, what's the craziest story? And he went, hmm. This is what his brain said. It said, hmm. There was this one time, I can't say that. Can was, you say it? There though? was actually this one time, oh, I can't say that. So <laughs> you're going to have to give me a second, lads. I'm going to have to think about what I can say. I can say whatever you want. It gets crazy. It does. I do remember this one night in Pamplona, um, going to bed relatively early, being, you know, sensible, about 1 a.m. Went out for a cigarette on my balcony before I went into bed. And all I could hear was, pching way! ching way! The next morning, I found out that somebody had been throwing plates off the hotel out into the grounds.
2: That was the last Canon run, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I was told that it was it was Ben, but it couldn't have been because he was waiting for me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, it definitely wasn't me. Well, was I do me. actually
2: feel the sexual tension between you two. <laughs> Are you jealous? I mean, can you see it? It's, it's clearly there.
3: Don't answer that, Nick. Listen, that was not me. I filmed it on uh, my phone, on Instagram. It was very dark. You couldn't really see who was doing it. So you filmed it
2: on a potato? Or?
3: No, I can't say who was doing it because that particular individual has been erased from everybody's memories because of things that we definitely can't say on a podcast. But uh, otherwise, you know, that was that hotel was stunning, by the way. Yeah. And, and you've been allowed back because you're uh, going back to a hotel. Yeah, right?
0: with, with the clause in it that we're not allowed any plates. God, everyone <laughs> thought it was in
3: Greece. Well, you can have paper plates, can't exactly. you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we can, so can coloured one. we'll have a party. <laughs> you're going to be party plates and plastic cutlery.
2: <laughs> but it's a shame because that Pamplona hotel, I love that. It turned up, mm, the lovely. balcony, a few beers, overlooked the golf course. It was a dead chilled night. The food was good. It was good. Hot. The rooms were good as well, mm. if you remember. Yeah, they were. And um,
0: The entertainment was good that night. Yeah,
2: it all was. All the lads dancing and the acts remember and the that. singers. It was all very good, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. That. Got I us went, onto that. I went to bed at 10. You did?
3: I was I'd, even more sensible than you. I What did you did. think of the ferry? Um, Fuck. F- no. I mean, that f- no. them cabins, to think that you... They're, they're four berth, them cabins, aren't they? Yeah. So there's two beds that come out the ceiling. That is great. And grim. then there was two beds at the bottom. There's absolutely no way. You're struggling now on your own. Yeah, it's a four-birth jail cell. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, even a jet. I'm sure people in prison aren't in rooms that small, surely not. Well,
2: that was the bit that I was actually looking forward to the most because I thought we're going to do a lot of driving. You're going to be, I mean, 1,700 miles we did. I don't Mm. know if that's classed as a lot. It's a lot to me. And I thought that little boat trip, it's not a boat trip, it's a ferry (laughs) to um, Santander from Plymouth. But I thought, just chill out, a few beers. I couldn't wait to get off it. Oh, it was horrible, wasn't it? It was just one of them things. You got on it and you thought, yeah, this is great, this, like a cruise, you know, jokingly. Mm. As you said, this is far from a cruise. Oh,
3: wait, well, now you've been on a cruise, you understand what I'm saying to you, don't you?
2: Yeah. And I couldn't wait to get off. And I think to be honest, you must have been the same. You couldn't wait to get off that ferry.
0: Uh, I think I was in the office of fifty percent lads. So I've heard fifty percent of people say what you said. You couldn't wait to get off. You yeah. hated it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was mega. Really? I thought it was serious crack. Like You yeah. probably had a
2: balcony and everything. <laughs> we had a window. It's it like just a, a porthole. and then I found out after we could have upgraded.
3: Yeah, we like found that out. Buttons. Well, I I got the ferry back. Obviously, we all got the ferry back, but um, I went up to the reception thing and said, "How much is it for for one of no these done, it? rooms?" So I got a suite.
2: We didn't get the. F- you mean to Ireland. Ireland? We didn't get the ferry back from Spain.
3: No, no, this we was got, the ferry back get, from Ireland. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, got, I'm I'm merging the two cannon yeah. runs together. Aren't I Because I'm,
2: I'm sure we got on a plane.
3: Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, we definitely <laughs> did. Uh, but no, I, I upgraded on the ferry coming back from Ireland, and it was a full-blown on, full suite. Oh, it was massive. Yeah, and it was mint. dead cheap, wasn't it? It was mm. something like
2: 60 pounds. £60, something like
3: that. And we got our head down, so this, and it was mint.
2: This is what he does. He went with his real mate, Dan.
3: Mm, I did, and, yeah, because he's know. not a dickhead.
2: <laughs> that's, that's lovely, that. <laughs> that's supposed to be me. I'm the one that gives you abuse. No, you're getting it Don't back. Don't take over my job.
3: <laughs> so... As as far as the Canon run goes, how do you see? Um, so you've done it for what's that since two thousand twenty? Yeah, you so say? It's, it's yeah yeah. So how do you or, see? Early two thousand nineteen. How do you see your um, your part, your role with the Canon run progressing from where it is now?
0: Hmm, that's a good question. I think you put me on the spot a bit here, Yeah, man. come it's on. It's a bit deep. Do,
3: no, but what I'm what I'm <laughs> saying is currently you film you film bits for the Canon run. Um, and you document, you know, bits that are going on and of an evening and in throughout the day and things like that. But is that something that you're going to be looking to do with a Canon Run? Have you got ideas for the Canon Run to say, well, actually, it'd be cool if we did this, this would be like a... R- yeah, of
0: course. So, you know, going forward, obviously, as, as Canon Run grows as a company, um, they obviously want to, you know, portray a more professional, more corporate image. Um, so that's going to be reflected in our work going forwards. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to be scaring off you know, there's, you, you've been there, there's plenty of older lads mm. that just want to come and have a relaxing trip. Yeah. And they come and they do that, and it's great. But if you watch the marketing, it doesn't really seem like that might be the kind of trip for you.
3: Well, with a hashtag, it's going off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, <laughs> um, so they've no, been a bit isn't.
0: too focused on, you know, partying and, mm. and, and and banter, which which is great. But going forward, is we want to make things, from a production point of view, slower, more cinematic, um, more about the scenery and people having a good time rather than just, you know, session after session with cars in between, because that's all the marketing has been so far. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, as the company grows, budgets increase. When budgets increase, you know I can get help with sound. I can get help with lighting. Um, we can even get drivers, you know, to to do stage shoots mm-hmm. mid-run to get better shots. So there are a lot of more things coming in the pipeline. Um, it's all just based on on company scaling and growth. Well,
3: that sounds amazing to me.
2: Well, the thing is with the Canon run, I think we had this uh, discussion before we went on it. We did loads of stories, yeah, about it. it went, it's gone off. It's going off. It went off. Everything no, it definitely there was went a lot. Off. There was a lot of stuff going on. Mm. And we were like, is this really for us? But you can either, you can have that on it or you can take it or leave it. Yeah. So if you want it to go off, you can do. But if you want to take a little bit of a step back, you can do that as well. So the marketing is along them lines. And that's why probably you have two marketing. You have one that is where it goes off and then you have the more sedate.
3: Yeah. The one where it's, it could have gone off. It goes off but if you, you chosen it not to. Yeah. Do you know what? I think we sampled the two sides because I probably did quite a bit more you went, off, you went off more than me hmm you um, you went off to bed uh, usually um, well, yeah
2: because I thought well one of us has got to be sober in the morning to drive and it was usually me <laughs> <Fuck> off. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were you were just getting in when we were going
3: out that's what I'm saying but well, I was usually the one driving bollocks I drove in the morning you drove later on I had to get you up in Barcelona and you went to bed about four hours before I did
2: yeah I was editing you know you were just going. You went on your jollies.
3: I did. It was class. I, I
2: actually worked as well when I went. Well, thanks, mate. <clears throat> got to do some, are not you? Yeah. And that's why we've got Nick now behind the camera. You're coming on the next one, wherever we go, and you can do
3: some. Yeah. So that's all so on I'm you ahead. now, Nick. All right. Cool. And if you, and if you
2: mess up, we're getting Dara in.
3: Yeah. He'll sort you out. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, I have got a question for you, because we were talking about it when you was here before. You now have um, an Aristo.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah,
3: tell me a bit more about. So that. it's a
0: 1999 Toyota two 1999
3: now. Ah, uh, well, I was ten years old when that was built.
0: Yeah, I was nine. Um, yeah, it's a Toyota Aristo. It's a JDM only car. It was sold in Europe and America as the Lexus GS. So if you yeah. remember the late nineties GS body, it's it's the same shell. Um, most of the parts will swap straight over. But what makes the Aristo really special is it comes factory fitted with a 2JZ GTE. Yes. Uh, so that makes them a great drift which car. is the engines I have. Yeah,
2: because the VVTi. Is supposedly not the better one.
0: Uh, it's it's the VVTI version that's in it. Oh, it's oh. the VV. Well, oh, yeah, so yeah, you've yeah. got the shit one then.
3: Sorry, mate. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, I've yeah. got the
0: shit. <laughs> I've got the shit best engine a jack car can have.
3: Is it the non? <laughs> yeah,
0: the, you are correct. The, 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 the non VVTI is more sought after um, because when you're going, you know, for insane power bills where you're pushing nine hundred thousand horsepower and you're upgrading the rods and everything else, yeah, you don't need VVT. You know, it doesn't need to be a little bit lumpier down low. to, you know, right. Make it more fuel efficient and all that, and, yeah. and and VVT mostly helps with emissions and and just making the car's torque low doesn't it? You don't need that one thousand horsepower. You know what I mean? not. You're not worried about fuel economy, are you because you're not taking a thousand horsepower two J to the supermarket or hell no. Do you know? No, you're probably not worried about emission, emissions either, are you? Oh no, Although, at all.
2: Although it, that is a practical car, the one you've got.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. be. Um, no, I'm going to make it very unpractical. It's going Good to be, you know, manual, big turbo, hydraulic handbrake, cam cams. That's what you need two way LSD so it won't be very practical but yeah it'll, I mean it'll still have a boot if, if you call that practical it'll have a boot
2: well that's practical yeah and back seats
0: but the way I see it is man like you know we've got a Supra here next to us that's probably worth what 70 grand mm. you know they're, yeah. they're going for insane money now yeah they are um, and what made them special is a 2J so the most special part of a Supra is in a Toyota Aristo Toyota Aristo can be had for 10 grand at a push do you know? Really? Yeah, they're that cheap. Well, that's phenomenal. Because no.
3: 2Js on their own now are fetching ridiculous money. So Ju- even if you were to take the engine out and, and exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you nearly get the value of the car just for the motor. Yeah. Um the biggest downside to the Aristo is they only came automatic. They were an executive car right. that were meant to have a bit of lump, you know. They yeah, weren't yeah. they weren't supposed to be drifted or so. They are saying supposed to be supercars. So they all came auto with the four-speed Supra uh transmission, if you remember that, which which is a good transmission to be fair. it's, it's nice to drive but it's no good for drifting.
2: No. So you're saying they don't, there was no option for a manual box. So what manual box are you going to put What out of what car? So I'm
0: going to put a Nissan CD009 gearbox in mine. That's a box that we found. It's, it's the latest generation 370Z 6-speed manual box, uh, but it does take a bit of work. You have to cut a small bit of the tunnel in the chassis to make it fit and weld the new plate in. You have to hammer out a bit of the tunnel. The dash has to come out. Like it's, it is a bit of a nightmare. Jesus. Uh, is, there
3: not, is there not like a, another gearbox that would be a bit less effort?
0: You can go for a super gearbox, but then you're going to pay more than what you paid for the Aristo just for a box. Right. So. <laughs> and the thing is,
2: it's a Jap car, so it's probably half of the tunnel's missing anyway through rust, <laughs> so you might not have to cut any of it yeah, out.
0: That, that's where I got lucky, man. So I bought my one, I got it for an absolute steal, if I'm being honest. It's it's only got 80,000 miles, it's almost as new condition, there's barely a mark. It's, it's got the original Aristo dorsal badges with the original sticker protecting them. It's really? I reckon wow. it must have been owned by an old executive guy in Japan who just, you know, wasn't a boy racer, wasn't into cars, wasn't into drifting, so nothing got done. The only thing that I've done to the car is it has coilovers now and it's got a set of dished wheels, which were done by the guy that I bought it off, who's the guy that I imported it here. It's only been it only came in from Japan last July. Wow. So it would have spent its most of his life untouched. It's got the original Japanese like Aristo manuals. It's got Japanese service records, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really clean inside. You can you can tell it's been looked after. There's no holes in the dash from boost gauges or.
2: So when you say you've uh, got the manuals, the service manuals in Japanese, yeah, I mean surely that's pointless.
0: Well, Japanese is kind of close enough to like Northern Irish if you listen to them. Do you know it's very tonal
2: well played so
0: yeah no i haven't got a clue in fact <laughs> the car's got a touchscreen in the center and it's surrounded yeah. by japanese buttons and i don't have an absolute fucking clue what any of them do so you just gonna kind of have to press them and like if it gets warmer then sweet <laughs> do you know you could press it and the car might turn off i don't know do you know and what there's, there's a red button there in japanese and it's like a toggle switch and i'm terrified to press it like it could be an ejector seat
3: it's a bit like this there's yeah there's, stuff on there. there's fucking no idea with this either yeah, no could, idea. It could make noises like that <laughs> when you press them. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who knows?
0: Noise, that, that's the that's the best thing with the two j isn't it? Oh, they sound amazing. Yeah. When Full you open chat. Them up, yeah, yeah, let them breathe. Oh
3: my word, yeah. they do a sound epic. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: I think they are overhyped engines, and I've heard that before other people. But I still think they're an amazing engine, but mm. they are they are really overhyped. The thing is, now that's why the prices are so expensive. I think a, a standard block with nothing done to it. Probably looking at four and a half grand, five grand with with nothing done to it. And that's if you find one of that.
0: That's even cheap, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I've seen cheap. Them, yeah. I've seen them go in Ireland now for six and a half, seven thousand for right. a standard 2J. Just for... Not right. fresh and nothing, just pulled out of a car. Here you go, buy it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not massively
3: into the JDM scene, right? But what I do, what I have noticed is, I think it's probably because it's a bit more condensed in Ireland... But the JDM scene in Ireland is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, you boys Massive. love your Japanese stuff. I mean, there's there's play, you know. There's there's sections of people in England, but I don't think it's anywhere near the well, the island love for a for a JDM car.
2: When I was looking for the S15, not the one that I've got, but I was looking for eighteen months before I bought it. The amount of I nearly went to Ireland to pick one up, yeah. and there was I multiple that. cars. Every, every, I would say one out of three cars that you looked at was in Ireland. Yeah. And, but obviously there's, the UK is a bigger area. So there's going to be more cars in the UK. But, um, yeah, where was it now? Was it, um, I think it was Dublin. Might have been, yeah. And and I said, do you want to come to Dublin? And you were like, yeah, yeah, I'll come over. And it was only the messing about of the ferry. And I thought, I can't be arsed. Yeah. So I I didn't go in the end, but I should have done really because the car was, um, it was a spec car and I think it was something like, was it, was it 10 and a half grand?
3: It was, it was pennies. Yes. How it long was
2: it? This was probably now three years ago. Oh man. Because
3: no, it, it was wouldn't pre- Can have been. you imagine finding a spec over 10 have been. And a half now? It wouldn't yeah. have been because it was when we started YouTube. You was talking about it. I remember. Oh yeah. And Might. that was only 18 months ago. Because I remember thinking it wasn't, I thought it
2: was before COVID. No. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe two years ago. Oh, just around mm. that time. But yeah, that's how much the prices have, have shot up over, well, the last 18 months really. But yeah, I would've it was it was, shab- it was a shabby car, but well, even you'd take it now, wouldn't you? Ten and a half grand. Because the Listen, one I've got. If got anybody a out
0: there has a, a, an S fifteen can we cut this? <laughs> <laughs> anyone if anyone out there has an S fifteen Sylvia spec or for sale for ten and a half grand, regardless of the condition, then please DM me on Instagram, I'll take it. Done. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Well the, it's sold. The thing
2: is now the, the the S the Spec S ones are now thirteen grand. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. The there's cheapest a, one.
0: There's actually one for sale in Ireland. It's Rare because it's the convertible version. I hate them. I think they're all convertible. Have you seen the convertible ones? No. The so they, ver- they have a different name. It's not Sylvia, but it's, it's an S15. Is it ver- ver- very, ver- very, very, oh, something, something like, that. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's blue with a cream leather drop top. It's Ooh. awful. It's automatic and it's NA. And they're asking for twenty five grand for it. Twenty five oh, grand. Yeah, and the worst thing is, I reckon they probably get twenty for it because it is rare.
3: Wow, you know, yeah, but it's rare for a reason, isn't it? You know, they yeah, need no, to wake up. Isn't it. rare, <laughs> is it? <Jesus laughs> isn't it. So, so yeah, tell man. me,
0: tell me why you think the two JZ is overrated? Yeah. Oh, you. I think you might have struck
3: a nerve here. I, go I, on, just, go I on, just, I on, just remember. think
2: it's an engine. I mean, it's an amazing engine, but the amount of hype behind it. I mean, I just think no engine really should have that amount of hype behind it. Why? And that's just because it's an engine, isn't it? Yeah, so. It's an engine. There's plenty of engines out there. Yeah, it's an amazing engine, but it is 20 years old. I mean, the new, is it the B58, the, um, BMW. the, the BMW one?
3: That's not new, but yeah.
2: That's, well, it's six years old, isn't it? Mm. So that's getting the, the same amount of hype. Yeah, people refer to it as
0: the new 2J. Yeah,
2: and all it is to me is, they'll people love to like hype stuff because it's, it's, right. it's the fashion to hype a 2J, but a 1J you know, one and a half J and I stuff. love a 1J. Yeah, yeah. I think 1J is an incredible well, 1J. Yeah. And a lot of
0: drifters actually prefer them. Even professional drifters prefer a 1J. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, amazing engines, but I just do, I think there's that much hype around. And this is the problem. The reason, there's loads of hype around Jap cars, JDM cars, anything saying JDM now with a turbo in it, you know, it could be Nissan or, or Toyota or whatever. Um, the prices are just ridiculous. Yeah,
0: because first you got hit with the drift tax when drifting became popular. Now you're caught with the rust tax because if it's still surviving and it's not rusted, then it is genuinely rare now, isn't yeah, it?
3: Yeah, Very
2: but that, rare. But that's the thing as well, don't you think it's it's crazy. These cars are 20 years old usually, and mm. they rust buckets, and we're paying more now, double the price. A silver an S fifteen is now double well, an S 14 double the price it was. I mean, I remember when you could pick it S 14's up for four and a half grand. Yeah. And I remember thinking Wow, that's that's a a right shed. I wish I would have bought every single one Mm, because mm. the sheds now are ten, eleven grand. Yeah. So they've more than doubled. But that's the thing, it's it's supply and demand. People are demanding these prices, and people are buying. People are paying the prices. The the actual real price is never going to come back to what it was before. It's just going to stay there. Yeah. Which is fine because I've got an S15. (laughs) If I don't want it to come down, no. Because if that two J comes down in price, that twenty grand that I spent on mine is going to be like oh shit. I well overspent because when i bought that car at 2021 20, whatever it was people was like you bought a right shed there which was 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 accurate yeah it is a shed but now like you saying the engine's a built engine you know i'm into five figures so it's only really the
0: it's a built 2j going in it yeah it's it, a built 2j isn't it it's a built
2: j yeah it yeah. it was yeah. the, the receipt was in the glove and it was like thirty-seven
3: grand of bits on it. Jeez, for a build, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. That was just the engine build. Obviously, that was labour. You know, that was the yeah, full. Yeah. That was the full build. But yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in it.
0: Um, what are you in for with that? Is it a thousand horsepower? Is it?
3: to do, are not we. My... Yeah, I think the four figures for YouTube,
2: the four yeah. figures is like it's just going to sound better than nine hundred. Yeah, you know, thousand better than. It's like Jay's Lamborghini in it. It's like a thousand and seven. Yeah, yeah. that seven is like well eight in it to get it over the nine nine nine. If you had a car at 999, it still look pretty good, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would break my heart, though. That proper yeah. heart. Yeah, would proper break. Yeah, you
0: need, you, need the, you need the comment. Like. Yeah.
2: yeah, the tuner, you'd be saying to the tuner, just one more, one more. <laughs> one percent. Well, it's not even 1%, pom- yeah. 0.1% more. Yeah, just turn it up a, a little bit more. And that's when it goes back. Hey, look,
0: even if it only makes 900, just tell YouTube it's 1200. Isn't be it? Grand. Yeah, grand. yeah, you know yeah Well,
2: yeah. there are people that do that. I was just about to say that. There's loads of people that bullshit on figures. <clears throat> Nonsense, man. Yeah. It's just dick swinging isn't it, on YouTube? I
0: find a lot of tuners actually do it. Lads with dinos will shoot in a car and be like, you know, oh, I made three ninety on my dino, and then you go in and get a dino somewhere else, be three seventy. So you are thinking, hmm, yeah. what is it? You get a dino somewhere else, with 370 and You are thinking, why is this lads' dino over reading? I mean, yeah, you
3: know? all dinos will read differently because of the conditions and whether they're linked, not linked, and all this kind of stuff. But the amount of things that we've seen that can be done to manipulate figures are amazing. Yeah. And to be fair, we've probably seen it now more than anything. It's more our car. Drives now over the over the the exact figures of what that car puts out. The thing is, it's just interesting to know or have an idea roughly as to what you know what horsepower a car is or what what torque figures a car, uh, car's got. I'm more for YouTube. People like knowing.
2: That's you know, what I was about things. to say. If you had if you had a car, say you didn't do YouTube, yeah, would you be asked really knowing no. if you thought if a tuner said, "Look, I'm not going to put it on the dyno, but I've done a billion of these and they're, uh, it's going to make 450," you'd be like, "All right, yeah, that's fine." As long as I know, you'd, you'd want to know the the ballpark figure. But not say put it on, I want to know it's 448.5 horsepower. No,
3: but most reputable tuners will tune them on a dyno anyway. And then, generally speaking, they'll road test them just to make sure that it's not um, whatever it is. Tabby does it, doesn't he, when he plugs his laptop in and takes it out, and he's like, oh, yeah, all the boosts, right, and but all I mean, that like, kind of stuff. I mean,
2: like, if you if you get a plug-in, and, and you go to a garage, and they say, oh, yeah, I can plug in this thing, and it'll make another 80... 80- 80, no, you
3: wouldn't want to check that. Couldn't you know,
2: you couldn't be bothered, could you? No. So it is all about like saying my car is this amount of power. Yeah, and um, but really, it should be the way the car drives.
0: Yeah, and you never get the figures either that are the dyno, you know, wheel horsepower figures, do you? It's always the calculated engine horsepower. But the only way you're getting that's taking the engine out, putting on a test bench, and exactly. directly testing the output from the, the engine. crank. Yeah, exactly.
3: And that's never going to happen in a million years, is it? Let's be honest. No,
2: and that's why the figures are figures based upon. It's just it's a figure that you can say to your mate in the pub oh yeah, I've got a this and you've got that and mine's bigger than yours and it comes down to the same old story, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and you know yeah. what? That, that's what makes me think that you're wrong about saying that a 2JZ is an overrated engine. I think it is these days because it is very old technology now. But like in the 90s, what, what horsepower do supercars have? What did the what did 360 have, which is a fairly modern one to compare to a 90s JDM car? What were they, 380 horsepower, 390 I Something think? Something like this. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. then you can buy a Toyota that's a normal everyday car stick a boost controller on it, stick a fuel cut fender on it, and it'll make like 400 on a dyno at the floor, do you know, yeah. on stock turbos and everything. Spend three grand to three grand, get a big turbo and a bit of tuning, and they'll make 550 horsepower all day.
3: Hey,
2: yeah. I can tell this has struck a nerve with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a proper offender. The Irish
0: stuff I can take, do not rip the 2J.
2: <laughs> I love the engine. If you said, what is your most, what's your favourite engine, that is by... Don't
0: backtrack now, you shit house.
2: All I'm saying is, it's still overhyped, so... Can man, we leave, can we leave it at that because I can see him getting a bit upset with know, me. Yeah, you. I
0: think Lee shit himself. He's never seen Irish like that. That's <laughs> what it is, isn't it? Especially I mean, one that's bigger than him. <laughs> I
2: thought there was going to be potatoes getting thrown at me in a
0: minute. <laughs> wait, shut it, you. Wait dickhead. till you leave, man? What's <laughs> yeah. that hedge? All I can say
2: is you made me a brew a minute ago. I did. Irish guys can make nice brews. Are you happy with that? Yeah. yeah. Big flex.
0: It's just <laughs> it's
2: just uh, the biscuits are not settling too well. well
3: that's oh, Jay's really. fault,
0: man. That's that's just that's English. What yeah. can I say? They were <laughs> dog biscuits.
3: Nobody told you. Talking to Jay. Where is he? I don't know mate. He's gone to what did it he, so he's gone to fetch his Lamborghini. His supercharged Lamborghini that constantly yeah, he's breaks. Yeah,
0: he's gone to collect the Hurricane, which has the box and engine out of the moment. I'm not actually sure what's wrong with it. Um right. but I do know that he's bought an engine, a full entire engine to put into it, so. Oh, okay. has been engine trouble, I guess, yeah. I know so, what
2: it, I know what the problem is. What? It's Lamborghini, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, the problem is Jamie when he breaks <laughs> everything. Yeah, everything, everything. yeah. You yeah. give him a
0: 98 stock Toyota Camry with 5000 miles, he'll drive to the end of the lane That's it it's gone. His car's no more good, yeah. Mm.
3: I've seen it. I've seen it now. Two two cannon runs we've done, Island and Marbella, and both times his car ended up on the back of the low loader. I've only done one though. Right. Well, you know, it was it, the the Island one for me, and I know I'm not just saying this. I've said this loads of times. I've said this to you. The Island cannon run for me was was just a much better. For anybody that's that's looking to go on the Canon run that maybe doesn't want to commit to £7,000, because it's a lot of money, that. that is a, that it's is a, a massive huge amount, amount of
2: money. money. We went in a ten pounds car. Yeah,
3: exactly. So. But if you just want to have a have an idea and a taster as to what the Canon run is about and sort of work your way in, because we went right at the top end, didn't we? Yeah. But the island run, for me, the people, the places, it was more sort of it was more more relaxed it was more sort of down to earth it was just and is it like the island one was it like two grand or less is it about less
0: yeah, yeah, yeah about 1300 or something like that I thought it was about 16 or 17 16. but yeah it's, it's definitely between one and two grand but it is
3: a
2: smaller trip f- lesser yeah. days yeah and um and they do an Amst- Amsterdam as well, don't they?
0: Yeah, exactly. So Have you th- been on that? No, I haven't. haven't um, no, last year was supposed to be our first one. And then obviously the, the government restrictions on entering happened, and you're going to love that, that Amster one, Amsterdam one. definitely. Yeah, I'm a very cultural you, person. Yeah. So you want to you want to sample man. the yeah. bridges, or just architecture, <laughs> tulips. And do you stuff? know how strong an arch structure is? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bicycles, he loves them. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: That's it. <laughs>
2: no, so we'll so we'll see you on that one. We might go on that one ourselves. Definitely.
3: Yeah, that'd be good. That yeah, when it's on later Amsterdam. on in the year. Is it
2: like October something like that? Um, I think it is around that yeah, time. Yeah. September, October, something yeah, like yeah.
0: that. It was September last year. I think it might be October this year. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys.
1: That's, all right. That's all right. I had to nip out. Unbelievable. Well,
2: well tell us a story. A yeah. Lamborghini pickup. It's got a story to it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so um, if you remember back to what we were saying when I managed to blag you guys through the number plate stop, find checkpoint at the bottom of the Pyrenees Mountains before we got to Andorra. And yes. just so people that are watching can understand. The bottom of the Pyrenees Mountains is literally there and the hotel is literally there. Like you'd drive ten minutes from the bottom of the mountain and you're in yeah. Andorra. So day one, we got off the ferry into Spain and I'm sure you probably remember my drive shaft fell out of the gearbox in the hurricane. Yep. Yeah. So I got Tom, who was our recovery driver at the time, to come and pick the car up. We took it and found a garage and I was like, my the drive shaft fell out, blah, blah blah can you fix it? So the guy's like, Yeah, yeah, no problem. I opened the trailer, he's like, Oh, Lamborghini. No, 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 no. I was like, Right, can I borrow your garage? Yeah, all right. So, after a bit of a weird conversation about getting into Lemmy's his garage, his tools, his ramp, yeah, we got it up in the air. We fixed the drive shaft with. Did you remember the Instagram video? So, yes, we'd, I do we'd, actually. We'd yeah, we yeah. lost half the bolts, right? Yeah, so. I got bolts that were too long, so there was like grinding out when you're putting them in, so I put 15 washers on one nut that was the same thread to get the bolt in the shaft, and we managed to bodge it up and get it working. Unbeknownst to me, when the drive shaft had dropped, it had crushed the oil return pipe to the engine. Flat. Um, so we did three days, car was perfect, two days, car was perfect. Got to the bottom of the Pyrenees after the day out with you guys, and the car just stopped. Like, no rattle, no knock, no bang, nothing. So I got it back, obviously, after a bit of aggro um, to the UK. Under further inspection, we found a crushed oil return pipe to the engine, which obviously starved the engine of oil pressure, etc. Um, decided to see if we could fix it. I uh, got the engine out, took the sump off, and a rod fell on the floor. Ooh. like literally fell out with a load of other metal parts. So looking at the engine, it was completely scrapped. The car actually blew up about a month and a half before Mega Run as well. So, um, we were at a race day. The the previous owner was um, a a little excited with the car occasionally and used to rev it a little bit from cold if he was put under certain circumstances, which is horrific for any engine. Yep. Especially with a Lamborghini engine, it's coated in nickel, the block is, and nickel doesn't suffer cold grief. It handles hot grief very well. Yep. But cold grief is a no. So um, we was at a race day with Chiro from the Sharnbrook, and uh, we, had we know a, him well. Yeah, we good, guy. A good guy, good guy. You probably know him better as my granddad online. We, <laughs> that's, well, that's what his label does now, Jay's granddad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we went to a race day with Chiro. Uh, we'd hired a runway for the day, and um, the 900 horsepower Hurricane, which is outside in the trailer, um, supercharged, Cyvex ECU, et cetera, was there to race Zach's Garages um, Conigzagregira. Um, which we did. Uh on the way to the airfield all excited, just completely in awe of the day. Didn't look at the fuel gauge, realised after doing a couple of races when I had a quarter of a tank. Within a forty mile radius there was no V power. There was no anything. So wow. we um put ninety five in it. Oh um <laughs> and just carried on smashing its head in. Oh. Um and it was okay. I, I drove home. Could hear a little misfire, put coil pack down somewhere. So got it in, coil packs were all okay. Everything was sweet, checked everything. Camera down the bore, ball, bore's looked okay, dead confused, got the engine out. Um, Number nine piston had cracked, like I'm talking hairline cracks that you couldn't even see, mm. into nine pieces and was still intact and working. It was causing the most minute misfire. Um, As I said about the nickel on the on the coating on the, engine block, it's you can't once the bore is 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 scarred, you can't really do anything with it apart from go forged and bigger pistons are you're talking thousands. Yeah, yeah. So bought another engine, got it ready for Mega Run. The lads from a performance in Cheshire, again you know the guys there. We do very well. Um they worked till three in the morning, the night before. So while we was at the launch party and we was yep. all drinking, the lads yep. at a were there working away on the hurricane. It got delivered at six in the morning and then obviously shit happens and that's what yeah. happens. So it's outside, it's in the trailer. Uh, I've just picked it up because I took it into AAT Performance in Telford to do all of our servicing work and stuff. And they took the engine out, obviously, like I said, the rod fell out, which then led us to have to go and find another engine. As you can imagine, hurricane engines are not easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we managed to find one. We sourced one through Hills Breakers, who were a great big... Uh, luxury exotic car breakers and they also deal with a lot of insurance write-offs and stuff in the UK uh, they had a front-ended hurricane in um, done 3,000 miles which is great yeah Um so I rang them had a bit of a deal with them bought the engine and that's why I had to go and nip out just because I had a time slot with the storage facility where the car was to collect the vehicle and get it out ready to go back in
3: and have the engine fitted so she'll be back in two or three weeks and and are you going to restrap the supercharger to this new engine? Duh. <laughs> of
1: course you are. Come on. Yeah. It's not the supercharger that's done anything wrong. No. Buzz is running at twelve fifty horsepower on stock engine. It's not the power of the car that's creating the problem. The yeah. problem was kicking running, its head in when it's freezing cold. That's a big part of it. And then also running it on 95 octane at on ship fuel. On ship fuel, which yeah. is which is put the nail in the coffin. And the second time was just no oil pressure, oil return pipes, So genuinely it's not down to the charger. JM Imports built the car Right um, It's Cybex e- uh, ECU uh, VF Supercharger um, Some shit exhaust system Called Army Tricks um, <laughs> And a few other trick bits On the car To get it to like 850, 900 horsepower
2: <laughs> Well Army Tricks If you are watching this I don't know why you would be Because it's only a small Podcast Little bit
1: podcast. If you I'm are I'm going to
2: tag them. If you are you can send us something if you want. We, we'll we'll take
3: it. Yeah, yeah. Send yeah, send it. To it, us.
1: it wasn't actually the the, the failure uh, failing of the exhaust, which was the problem for me. It was the fact that it nearly set my car on fire. Right. My inner arches were
3: melted. And I'm assuming, right? So I am assuming it with this this in this instance that they've not done anything about it. Is that what's pissed you off more than anything? What more? pissed me off is I started out in them online
1: saying do the right thing. You know, you're a reputable business. And don't get me wrong, I've got an army tricks on me four five eight, and it's been fantastic. Right. Um, and it sounds. Mental, like they really sound phenomenal, which is why the gentleman who owned the Hurricane before me actually bought that exhaust was because he said to me, What have you got on your 458? I said, yeah. Army tricks, it's the best of the best titanium rah, rah, rah. So, um, so they said to us, Take it off, ship it to us, and we'll have a look at it. I said, I don't want you to look at anything, mate. I want you to say, No worries, Mr. Cannon, we've fucked up. We're sending you a brand new exhaust system in the post today. As soon as you receive it, will you be grateful enough to send your one back to us yeah, yeah. so that we can R&D it, research and development, if you don't know what R&D is short for, on the exhaust and find out why this has failed and why it's almost caused a fire on your Lamborghini. I'm not taking my Lambo off the road for three, four months while you scratch your head and put it to the back of a pile where you work
3: out if you're going to work with me or not. Mm. And fuck yourself. Sorry. I'm Sorry. How much, how much is said uh, exhaust system? How much was it? Talking anywhere between... S-
1: Five and ten grand, depending on what you have. Ouch. That was a, that, that particular system was eight thousand eight hundred. Um, so it's not, you, you, you're talking serious stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and like, I wasn't asking him to pay for my arch liners to be replaced that had melted or any of the other damage. It, it, it's, it's physically and genuinely melted the back of the bumper on the car. Like, if I hadn't have picked up on it, that's a fire hazard, you know, mm, the hurricanes bosses, go up yeah. anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so, the, so she'll be back in two, three weeks after the last disaster on Mega Run where I ended up getting in with everyone else and juggling cars as I did on Ireland because the other Lamborghini broke And
3: well it's a common theme with you and broken down Lamborghinis isn't it
1: if you do mega run this year we'll see what happens Uh,
3: just don't take a Lambo I don't know I reckon your Audi RS4 is basically a Lambo engine yes it is 4.2 litre Mm. V8 it's mint that still going strong mega they are we took it on the track you know 165,000 miles and hooned it around Alton Park the other day
2: and it was fine it's it was still going Yeah Although I mean, the engine light Has come on
3: Ah, oh, minor complication It'll, uh, it'll fix that's itself It's like your bird Telling you she's tired When you get into bed So what Isn't We're it? going again
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting like I'm getting flashbacks of the, of the Mason Greenwood story That's just been Just been happening I don't want to fucking I'm not familiar with that I actually don't know What you're talking about no, not going I don't into... not watch the
1: news Or any of that shit So Mason Greenwood Whoever you are I'm guessing
3: Whoever you are
1: uh, Who is it Come film it in What I don't know what you're on about The I'm... United player Mm, oh, okay Is this the footballer That's been abusing a, His bird or something That's the one. one Oh yeah
3: mm. <laughs>
1: Don't like football anyway Football is for people That have one ball Racing Cannon kind of run This shit requires two
3: <laughs> Fair play that's right isn't it yeah. Fair play We'll go with that Yeah. What I want to know is What is So we've, We know now where The cannon run come from yep. Where it started Yeah, We've experienced The cannon run now so where do you see it? So it's been going, you say seven? This is the seventh seven year. years. seventh year. So yeah. now where do you where do you see it? Where would you want to see it in seven years from now? Sold, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sold for millions?
1: Yeah, no, it's not. T- listen, we've had all sorts of. I, I received a letter actually last week came through the door. My nan rang me because my I mean, postal address is still at home. Mm. She's like, "You got a letter here? I think it might be a scam." I'm like, all right, I'll come and pick it up and have a look. And it was genuinely a great big holiday company. I can't remember the name now. They'd just bought out several other businesses in the UK. Right. Googled them, been on Companies House. Their turnover was about 15 million last year. They're a big outfit. Yeah, They've asked to have a meeting with us to sit down and discuss possible investment or purchase of the business. This is this year now. Right. Um, fits their criteria. Obviously, the company's got a fair turnover. It's a substantial company now for seven years, as we said. Um, and I'm just not ready. I know if I do another three, four years, the books will be fantastic the trips will be even better the company will be better everything will be better and then I can ask more money for it but it was never the end game for me it was never I'm going to start a business that I'm going to build up to sell it was I'm going to start a business that I love and enjoy and want to do forever so if I didn't sell the company uh, I have a great life I get to see the world I meet great people I meet some not great people as well Obviously, as you do going for life. dive, yeah, um, but you narrow that, that down.
3: Thanks to one fucking dickhead here.
1: Mate, I've got one behind you. <laughs> oh, absolute, look at him, look at the state of that. I <laughs> wish you could see Stunner. what he just did to us. My cameraman <laughs> lifted up his t shirt and jiggled his <laughs> stuff at us. Um, so, so where, yeah, where, um, would,
2: where would you see the furthest point going with a camera, and where would you th- would you go over to <clears throat> Asia, Europe, uh, America? Um, we've got, like
1: we've, we've had again. We've had offers from all over. We had a company that's already running in Dubai last year asked us asked us to franchise our business in Dubai. And I'm just, I don't want to give my baby's name to some dickhead in another country that I don't know, I've never met. It could be anybody. Yeah, and they go and kill someone on the motorway because regardless of whether that's Canon Run Europe, Canon Run Dubai, whatever it is, there's a death under Cannon Run's belt then, which could end my business, you know, mm-hmm. franchise or not. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at doing stuff in other countries. But I can't do much more than what I'm doing already. We do seven or eight rallies a year, which is, you know, more than any yeah. other company does out there. Um, all the events are virtually sold out on on the approach to that event. You know, spring break is a month away. That was sold out two weeks ago. So so before we wrap up the,
2: the podcast, let us, what, from the first um, event of the year through to the
3: last
1: Okay. Um and what months so we haven't touched on landlords apart from earlier out in the jeep I don't know if that'll be mm. before this that'll be on the
3: that'll be on the YouTube video okay, it's on the YouTube video you'll yeah. see
1: we spoke about landlords which is our sister company so um, Afsal Khan who owns Project Khan came we're just sidetracking a little bit he came on to Cannon Run about three years ago loved it I've gotten really well with him he took a shine to me it grew a friendship now he's a very close friend of mine I speak to him daily um, and he said to me I want to create the world's first ever four wheel drive rally and landlords was and still is the first ever four-wheel drive. Brand. There isn't right. another one out there. You can okay. go on a safari on the Outback, whatever, but there's nothing yeah. like what we do. So me and Afsal, we created the business, bring in Khan's customer base, which is 30 years old, the biggest name in four-wheel drive modification history, probably Afsal himself, do you know what I mean? He's mega. Um, and my knowledge of events, trips, and how to host and et cetera. So we bought it all under one roof and we created landlords. After a couple of years of working with Afsal, Afsal was far too busy to do any more with the brand, He'd already bought a huge coverage to it via his Instagram, which is blue ticked and, you know, half a million followers and his name put to it was great credibility. So after the gentleman that he is turned around to me and said, listen, I, I don't want nothing off you at all. Like, you know, normally you'd want buying out of a business that was operating. Um Just make sure you look after it, push it, get on with it and we'll be at the events as Khan. Uh, wow. So I carried on as landlords and just put it under the can and run belt really, so... Sidetracking tracking off, that's Landlords is the first event of the year every year. Um, unfortunately, this Landlords in March, I've had to move because we've run out of time completely with our diary and I have to go and do the research trip for Mega Run this coming month because I've added in other events into Cannon Run's Diary like Cannon Run Classics which I'll come on to so yeah. um, Landlords is normally the first event of the year and then it's always Spring Break Spring Break is our UK event which always is a different route every year so last year it was the south coast of the UK London down to Brighton across to Portsmouth and then up into sort of the Cotswolds yeah. nice routes nice yep. roads New Forest etc this year it's Manchester to Edinburgh Um it's via seven national parks, two five-star hotels, and the price is only £999 for two people, so it's like 490 quid with you, mate each split in yeah, a car. Yeah. Um, that's three days, Friday till Sunday, breakfast included, hotels included, parties, etc. Everything you get on Mega Run, but in the UK. Yeah. Um, so after spring break, it's then um, Mega Run, which is a flagship event, the one you've been on, London to Marbella again this year, but via Portugal instead of uh, via Andorra and the... Uh, and the the southern. Are the coastal. French going
3: to let us in this time? Well,
1: uh, everything's looking fantastic at the moment. Because right, the was, French fucked us over
3: last time, didn't Fran- it?
1: Yeah. So basically, the France closed their borders on us twenty four hours before we were due to leave, which is why some of you who are watching may have seen the Run booked its own private jet last year, which was a, a great big private jet which sat one hundred and twenty people on it, and we flew the clients that wanted to. Yeah, out, Because everyone was packed to leave. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah, notice. Yeah. Like you were all at your house waiting to go. Mm-hmm. So we had to give another option. Every other company last year went, everything's postponed, we're not doing nothing. We didn't. We sat there as a team. We booked a private jet. We Believe me, it was the last option for us with a private jet. We were trying to book ferries. We were trying to book uh, the Russian jets, w- which carry the vehicles. We, we were trying everything genuinely. And the jet cost us like circa 40k which was never in the budget for Cannon Run, but we still pulled the trip off, we still did it, and then we did a second Mega Run for the people that didn't come on the jet. Which was the one we went on. Which was the one you come on. And we also had, it worked out quite well because even though we lost a lot of money on the flight, which was, you know, it's one of them, we had more bookings come in for the second Mega Run, so it kind of leveled itself out a little bit anyway. Um, Initially, it was 100 cars booked. 50 teams came on the jet, which was 100 and some people. 50 teams postponed to the August trip which you guys came on and about another 20 teams booked so there's about 70 cars or 65 cars which was great for us because it made up a little bit of loss from from that. So mega run London to Marbella via Portugal flagship event amazing our biggest hit of the year uh, as in an event. Um, And then it's uh, as soon as we get back it's Ireland the month after which is July Ireland amazing trip great value for money three nights four days 1400 quid uh, for two people um, An Ireland, one of the most underrated countries I've ever been to, they don't get the credit they deserve as a, com- a country, the, the views, the people, the police, everything is spectacular. I can vouch for the
3: island trip. It's mega, is It's such a shame that Lee didn't come on it last year, because oh, he got commitments with family and stuff yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no,
1: I don't agree, I think we had a better time. Well, yeah, to be
3: fair, I think we did, <laughs> I think we did. Do you know what, I genuinely, and that's not just because Dara's over my shoulder here, but it was, it was brilliant. I can't speak out No, anymore. No offence to Dara. Class. Fuck Dara. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like everybody else in Ireland is mega. Uh, gets stop it, please. I've got to eat later, Dara. Um, so then, yeah, Ireland, mega trip. Yeah. And then we come back from Ireland and we've just launched Cannon Run Classics. So it's pre-2000 registered vehicles only. Ooh. It's 30 cars only, right. limited numbers. And the reason for this is because when we go off into the Welsh mountains and we want to stay in a stately home, they don't have 100 rooms which right. is what our typical trip is. Yeah. So it's a little bit more expensive. It's £1,250 a car rather than 999 £9, £9. Mm-hmm. Still the same three days, but rather than a four-slash-five-star corporate hotel, it'll be a stately home, three-course meal included in the evening. A bit. It's like a mixture of landlords and canon run put together, but yeah. for classic motors. So I want us to be seeing Testarosses, Renault Alpines, yeah. Diablo's, uh, old but, LM3s. What did you just say then? Renault Alpines. Ro-
3: what? Renault Alpine. Renault. Renault. There you go. What are you talking about, Renault? Renault, because that's how you Reynolds. fucking say Renault. Dara, how do you say Renault? I say Renault, but I don't... Renault yeah, exactly. is abbreviated for Renault. What? It's, fr- it's, fr- it's a French word. It's Renault. 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 is Reynolds. an abbreviation of Renault. No chance. I'm not having it. It is, honestly. I'm telling it's you. Not Renault. I'll bet you no. We need to go and see, we need to get a French person. All right, you he can bring an RS French Turbo person. if you want. You are missing the point? It's pre 2000 <laughs>
1: vehicles only. All right. I was trying to aim for an old car, 60s Renault Alpine. You know, fucking Renault. He had to pick up on that, didn't he? Renault, and chav. To be, to be fair,
0: lads, Mazda's actually pronounced Mazda, but you're not going to walk up to a lad at a car meet and go, "Oh, nice Mazda RX7," are you? No, you'd sound <laughs> a right
1: swat if you said that. <laughs> I think that's just how the Irish pronounce it. <laughs> Mazda. Yeah, I think it's. That, I, how the I, think it. It, yeah. I think it's yeah. Mazda. Yeah. Mazda. Otherwise, they'd spell it mad suda, wouldn't they? Anyway, irrelevant <laughs> a, a shit. So, yeah, the um, Canon Run Classic, something new. And we're doing the Welsh Hills, so like the Dinner's Mountain, all the snakes past, all the exciting roads in Wales. That's what we're going to be doing. Yep. Um, and then that one, as I said, is a little bit more expensive, but not, nothing too much. It's just to cover the cost of the three course meal at night and a little bit of extra spend on the hotels. Come back from that, and it's straight into um, the Canon Holiday. So this is another new venture for this year. It's completely new territory to us, completely new grounds. uh, No cars involved at all. Um, We are flying with British Airways direct from London Mm -hmm. um, to Barcelona, which was where the Cannon Run coach will be waiting to pick up the 16 teams that have booked, um, because we're limited to 16 teams. Um, The first night will be Nobu, five-star, beautiful, Great event in Nobu, yeah. and then you get some free time to enjoy Barcelona where you're there like any other holiday. Next day will be late, check out, sort of 2pm, leave the hotel, board onto the Cannon Run coach, and then drive two hours north to Andorra, right. where we'll be staying for two nights at the Andorra Park Hotel. Um, obviously, it's a skiing facility. It's mm-hmm. also very beautiful, and it's yeah. also very, very relaxing. So the stuff that we saw on Cannon Run, where we had the outdoor cinema screen there, and the restaurant outside on the grass and stuff, it's just going to be a two days of relaxing after your first big party in Barcelona when you arrive. And it's going to be more, well, it's not really specifically aimed at anybody, really. But I would have thought we'll probably see couples book it 100%. And I would have thought, you know, a few groups of lads will book on it. It'll just be a nice bit of crack. Um, it's two and a half grand for two people. That includes your flight to BA. That includes your five-star hotel, Nobu. It includes a five-star hotel, Andorra Park. includes your breakfast. It'll include an evening meal and all your entertainment. Nice. So that's a new venture for us this year um mm. and then after that it is september slammer which has actually been sorry rebranded so september slammer was actually a uk trip that we did for years and years and we rebranded that last year to amsterdam which is a spin-off of september slammer but yeah. a trip to amsterdam yeah um It it's that trip is was created for people that can't afford to do mega run and still want to go into europe okay um, yeah. so basically a small mega run trip
2: Sounds like a, our trip, then. not yeah. it? It does, yeah. It's not
3: yeah. You, squeaky ass. Yeah, stop being tight. <laughs> just sell like hey, a tenth I, of an acre Jay, in Cheshire. I, I,
2: in it, I have to be tight because I've got, got him, him as a
3: yeah, business partner. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't, I Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So the boat? Do you get on the ferry and then that just takes you straight over to Amsterdam? And no, no, no. So we're going no? to the Euro Tunnel. First night is in Paris, oh, and then you make your way and up, and then
1: we'll drive to an- Amsterdam for two nice. nights. Yeah. So that I think off the top of my head, it, I can't remember exactly. It's sixteen or seventeen hundred quid for two people. Yeah. Um, the hotel will be five star again you know yeah, the yeah, first yeah. night is the hilton in paris the second night we are still confirming with amsterdam at the minute but that's a few months away yet so that's um that's going to be another trip and and the thing is about canon Run as well which people need to understand is we have a trip for every different demographic of person so it doesn't matter if you're driving you know a focus rs and you're not where you want to be in life just yet and you know you have to save to buy up bits and pieces and stuff that's your amsterdam that's your spring break trip if you're very wealthy millionaire. He's a petrol head. Mega runs the trip for you. Mm-hmm. If you're mental, it's island. Like yep. it's just, it's full of JDM cars. It's like it's mad. You know, you what you're following a, a Lamborghini Aventador down the road, followed by an S15. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it it's, is it's, mad. For me, that's great. Because and then of like you can the get Supers and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's, you can get a Cannon Run tattoo on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> on stage, that was it. That was in Ireland, they got that in, in no. Ireland. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. yeah. said to
1: me, Oh, put it round that way so it flows with your arm. I said, No, because when I have road rage, I can do that.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, I was, I, I requested the boxing, I can't remember right. who was he yeah, in it, it was. Fury, so it yeah, I thought it was Fury yeah, and uh, requested the boxing, done, boxed so and It was on a massive, massive big screen,
1: yeah. You know. So, Ireland's the one for the, for the crazy, crazy people, um, and and, and classics is for you, you know, you're more relaxed gentleman who enjoys a cigar and a glass of whiskey Dead old people it's me and you that oh well so So I I, sorry to cut across you I genuinely had a complaint after Mega Run a serious complaint that I didn't have a party with the group of lads that were on the trip and they were kicking off big time you told us on Instagram it was going off didn't go off once with you
3: with you, so I'm working, bro. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't get involved. You I go to get bed at half eight, nine, half o'clock, eight nine, o'clock, right? nine o'clock,
1: mate. I'm in bed. Make sure you're all happy, so I can yeah. be up at six, seven in the morning to deal with any problems that you lot have created the <laughs> night before for me. So, well, that was a genuine complaint. Um, yeah. Like didn't you're party with like, me. It didn't go off.
3: You're like a glorified childminder, really. Aren't Basically, you?
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> like, that's what
2: Tom was doing. Tom was doing the going off at night. Yeah, which he he's not, was allowed had, is
3: not allowed to <laughs> yeah. do
1: anymore. Yeah. He's not allowed to do Tom's had a serious conversation internally with myself and James, and Tom is not allowed to do that stuff. Probably good
3: for himself, to be fair.
1: I don't want to have a heart attack. No. he's a big lad do you know what yeah. I mean one more <laughs> glass of whiskey mate his heart's going to well go Tom's
2: on. in charge of the discount right so Evil GT 99% 99% discount
1: that's why Tom probably won't have a job for not much longer <laughs> like, let me tell you about Tom right big fucking Mr. Thomas Clark, who's this that and the other and he's Mr. Corporate and he's the big boss of Cannon Run and all that he overpaid a hotel a month ago three grand Ooh. Which I still haven't got back
3: <laughs> oh,
0: ho, 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 ho. So,
1: so, so you not check what Oh no bro, they just asked for me card so, so my card details So you give my card details <laughs> And didn't check what they were taking off the card I well, thought it was all agreed You're the manager, you should know what's agreed you should know what they're taking Shocking Tom Clark ladies and gentlemen So he's not been paid for two months <laughs> Well done Tom No no I said to him If it happens again I'm taking it off you yeah, I will yeah. not take out your wages But yeah. I'm not Everyone makes mistakes and you know. they do.
2: So what you're trying to say is No 99% discount <laughs> Because Tom's made that fuck up uh, 10% discount right
1: So basically All of you sitting at home You can blame Tom Clark For not having 99% discount Because genuinely I would have let him do it If it wasn't for that yeah, situation yeah. Oh of course Yeah yeah yeah, Ooh, yeah
2: definitely Fucked
1: up <laughs> Brilliant. So, so that's all the trips. No yeah. of us to mention. Because- Landlords November. Yeah. yeah, uh, Which is the Lake District. We go back to the lakes every year in November because it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and then it's the, always the Cannon Run Christmas finale. Christmas finale is normally about 450 quid for two people and it sees a huge array of Cannon Runners from every different trip throughout the year coming under one roof for a great big party, a great big celebration. We have like 15 end-of-year awards. We always have a big charity auction. Um Last year, we gave over 200k away to charity last year. Um, wow. Serious stuff. Yeah, yeah, letter yeah. of recognition from the company, everything. We've not even announced it.
2: So that three grand that Tom wasted, nothing really, and drop a the ocean, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Do you know what it is? It was... it. It's not, it's three grand, not a lot of money in respect to giving 200 grand to charity, but when you're running a business, three grand is an awful lot of money to yeah, make. massive amount of money. It's a money. huge amount of money. Yeah. So yeah.
2: I'm surprised he's still here, to be honest. i I've honestly. heard you're pretty brutal, really. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah.
1: See you later. It's, there's been days like that. Yeah. Like, Jay, yeah. like this. See you. <laughs> Go off for his head Get out! Not having <laughs> it. But yeah, it's um. So that's the trips. That obviously, like I said, it's it, we cater for everybody. You know, the, especially the Christmas event is even family friendly. You know, like we work with Hexis who produced the vinyl, the wrap for cars. Well, the
3: the, the super chrome satin blue on it's the RS four that was Hexis yeah. vinyl, yeah. So
1: the Hexis, the main man who owns Hexis UK, Scott, he came along to the Christmas finale just as an example. Bought his missus, his kids, had a great night, great evening, three-course meal, live entertainment, songs, music, dancing, awards. Brilliant. It's great. It's good crack for everybody. And, and we're trying to actually make the cannon run. Even, you know, you know, the island trip always sees kids come on the island trip. I know it's, yeah. a, I know it's a crazy trip, but it's also a very friendly trip, mm-hmm. isn't it? So yeah. we see kids come on island all the time, including my little sister and stuff. But last year on Mega Run, as I'm sure you remember, kid Frankie,
3: remember Frankie? is that the, um, the black AMG yes yeah yeah I
1: do so um, we had a, his yeah, dad yeah, come yeah. didn't he yeah. and I can uh, remember
3: they were in the uh, you know when we got pulled over and the coppers do you know what he saved us a couple of kids yeah. oh yeah yeah remember yeah. when the copper came over yeah. and he was like you're racing and, and he, was, he was there he was like mate I've got my kid in the car yeah. why would we be driving like dickheads yeah, yeah. I remember, mega, yeah. 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 remember? well Frankie well, Frank hey, go dad go yeah go on <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah Frankie's like seven came on mega run
1: and I was a bit sceptical when Tom took the book in first I was like mate no, it's it's mega run like. So anyway, yeah. Frankie came, smashed the trip. Look, look. He, was, he was in. Oh, what was it? What was the uh, the beach club we used in Alicante? I can't even remember what it was called now. But he was in the beach club at sort of eleven o'clock at night. He's like, yeah. Like <laughs> for me, that was like such a buzz to see something work that I didn't have any sort of yeah. really thought or faith around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to start driving a bit more family friendly aspect into the business. Yeah,
3: yeah. Spot Tom. So yeah. Well. We Well, I definitely enjoyed the um, Irish mega run, uh, the Irish cannon run, I should say. Yeah. We're going to the, do an Irish mega run? The Irish mega run. <laughs> should we start off from Ireland? Listen, you can't turn that up any more than you did. You because, no. because Ireland was sick. It's brilliant. Um, we definitely need to do that this year. We need to get you on the island Yeah, one. I'll do
2: it. I'll do it this year. Yeah. yeah it was just, it. it was too close. So we got back off the mega run and then it was literally, was it about 10 days yeah, two weeks, yeah after. two weeks after we went to Ireland. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was really close. Yeah.
3: But that was only because As was postponed because of the whole yeah. COVID situation. Ireland Otherwise is genuinely
1: as enjoyable as mega running, but just in different ways. Obviously, yeah. you don't have the heat. You don't have the the, the scenery not quite the same. But
3: yeah, can you do something about that this year, please? What I've done is the I've heat. actually
1: spoke to God. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> uh, we get on really well. <laughs> we speak. We speak daily. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said this year, if just you don't crank, bring some sun,
3: just crank the heat up a bit. Yeah. Cheers. That's I'm it. happy so with that, It's yeah. sorted. It's sorted. That's
2: it. Well finishing off this podcast, this has got to be the best studio setting we've ever had. Surely, yeah. Only only seven seven podcasts in. Yeah. But having this car behind us so we take this home and we can carry on using this in the future. Yeah,
1: this is the Goliath Supra 2.0. It's about to be built into the 3.0 with a thousand horsepower, 24 carat gold engine, in it. and it will be for sale at 75,000 pounds at www.thecannonrun.com
2: and <laughs> Evil GT 99. You get 99% off it. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, now the Supra
1: is not really for sale. Um, it might be if someone wants to pay the right money for her, but she's um. She wants you to stay in, I think, in the
3: collection. Stay I think there. I think she she looks right at home there. Yeah, she does, don't she? Mm, definitely. I talk to her as well. <laughs> Please don't break it. You can get more sense out of that <laughs> than a woman anyway. It's true. Honestly, I'll get on better with the super than live. Like. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised, that's how it is. But Jay, thank you very much for having yes, us today. Yeah. We've we've messed about in some cars. That Aventador is ridiculous. The thousand horsepower, thousand seven horsepower, twin turbo Aventador is just
2: And it is on the YouTube uh, channel. Yeah. If yeah you want to go is. and watch GT. him? Closing his eyes. You Followed by me following, yeah, because yeah. I was behind I you. I can't sad. wait
1: for you two to hear what you're saying about each other. Yeah. When in the car <laughs> like, this is going to break him. This is. <laughs> hey, we know yeah. each other well. Yeah, we do. And listen, Cameron, wish you all the best with the channel as well. Thank you very and much. Cheers. And maybe. we
2: wish you all the best yeah, on your future, yeah. future trip. Thank you very and I'm sure much. we're going to be on some more.
1: Well, listen, you know? I, I will eat my own hat if you don't come on Mega Run. Because I can see it burning away at you. And
2: we did say on the video before... Um, if we can get what is it four, four people yeah, to go three or four
1: teams to book on then yep. I'm going to look after the Evil GT boys and do yep. them a mega deal and so come and quote Evil GT 10 that will actually give you 10% off mega run which at 6 grand is 600 quid which mm. is a big saving straight away so if you book that you, you're saving 600 yep you can come and party with the boys with us and come and spend some time with people. If well, you, you party watch. with me, Lee will be in bed. But yeah,
2: <laughs> I'll stay out for somebody See, <laughs> This is where I come unstuck without it complaining. Like, yeah, come and party with yeah, us. Lee yeah,
1: yeah, will be like, in, bed in bed as well. Yeah, yeah it'll literally be Big Spoon, Little Spoon. Well, as
2: long as we remember our pipe and slippers, we'll I'm be done, fine. That's well, it, mate. we'll be sat <laughs> in the top our. floor, champagne suite, watching
1: all these dickheads <laughs> <laughs> walk around into lampposts and shit because they're pissed.
3: <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, so yeah, thanks very much for having us. Very much, guys. See you later. See
2: you later. Excellent.